genre. And welcome to a hiatus special edition of Spider-Man Minute. Surprise! <laughs> I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we've got a bit of a special treat for you, which is that, I mean, here we are officially on a hiatus after, you know, doing our whole minute-by-minute coverage of Spider-Man 2, and we are going to do a commentary track for the entire film in real time. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, we did this last year with the first uh, Spider-Man movie and we had a lot of fun doing that uh and Mm -hmm. hopefully you guys will uh enjoy this commentary um as well yeah so um all right well uh if you 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 want to watch a movie let's watch a movie um let's watch a movie yeah okay so uh (laughs) guys uh if you have your spider-man 2 copy uh queued up you want to queue it up right before the uh light from the columbia logo bursts onto the screen um, you know, right before like the opening notes of the Danny Elfman theme, that's where uh, we're going to start our commentary. Um, so we'll give you guys a sort of a three, two, one now, and then on now everybody will hit play. Or uh, if you're not watching along and just listening to this, um, cool. You have a good memory. Uh, yeah. Feel free to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feel free to ignore our directions and just know that we were watching the movie Uh and maybe you can know what we're talking about from uh, context clues. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, here we go. Okay, so we're going to hit play in three, two, one, now. So mine's running, yours yep. is running. Yep. There's the burst of lights from the uh, Columbia logo. Um, it's It's funny how many times we have gone over this intro and these openings and these, you know, minutes bit by bit. I still get this, like, sense of... Um, like adrenaline when I hear those those notes and like actually see the Columbia logo happen and then we get the flip pages like I'm back oh, yeah. in it. Ugh. I I also just really like how um Danny Elfman's score like the you know it starts with that like kind of yeah. as you're getting the Columbia <laughs> thing and then when you get to the the Marvel logo and the the pages flipping it's the mm-hmm. and so it yeah. just feels like the pages are flipping like it mm-hmm. just it it fits I think he wrote a piece that fits what you're seeing on screen more than just about anybody else in this era yeah yeah and it probably helped because they developed the flip book specifically for the first Spider-Man movie so mm-hmm. it's like maybe it won't ever feel that same way but you know how when people say like okay when you see like the static introduction for like HBO or whatever, what show do you think you're about to see? Like everybody has like their first HBO show that they watched or binged or whatever. And they're like, oh, I'm about to see Sopranos or I'm about to see Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. For me, when that flipbook logo happens, even though I know there's 
dozens of movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now and the Sony associated ones. I still feel like I'm about to watch Spider-Man when that flipbook happens. It just is ingrained in my self so hard. Man, it's hard to talk about things at a different pace because now we're like full into the credits and all these beautiful paintings and I'm not even mentioning them. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we mentioned them on the on the show. I think we talked That's about true. each and yeah. every one of them. Um, we but did, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're 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 great. And uh, Alex Ross is real good. And I prefer his... Uh, his sort of color pencil uh, painting style more than yeah. um, his actual uh, like painting. Cause these all look like drawn, you know? Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we talked about that a little bit. Uh, we, we, I think we kept calling them paintings, but I think, aren't they like colored pencil and watercolor or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Like it, it's like a gouache or something. It's like a thick watercolor, but it, it's, it's so we could make them faster, but they, they have this wonderful texture to them. And I, mm-hmm. I it's just so great. Yeah. There's no, I, I, I definitely prefer, this look to his artwork from like a kingdom come or whatever, which um, can occasionally dip into uncanny Valley territory, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, but here it's just, they're really, really good. I wish he drew comics like Hmm. this, honestly. Yeah. It's graphic and it's bold and it's, um, it's exciting. There's Michael Shabon and the Ben Parker. uh, Yeah. Look at that. Ah, the (laughs) image of Peter with the, uh, (laughs) with the gravestone. Um, did you go take like a selfie in the game over at the Ben Parker grave? Uh, no, because or... I, I have respect, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited it was there. We have to take a photo. Does it matter what that means? Come on. Um, this is my homie Ben. Okay, we're here into it. <laughs> he did. It's a movie. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is... Uh, our uh, our perfume uh, ad now we've got we've got mm-hmm. the the movie proper's starting up mm-hmm. <laughs> and this oh man it's... i didn't think we would get to see aziz again i forgot oh. about the commentary and it's it's so nice being back at joe's pizza man oh my God. <clears throat> i think we started recording this like almost a year ago yeah uh, this at is this point <laughs> <clears throat> i'm having two different times of nost- types of nostalgia like yeah whenever i watch this movie i have the feelings I felt when I first saw it. But like we had a very intense conversation about this several months ago. And it's, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it is, I have like now a point in time where this is a big project in my life. Right. Now that association is there. There's like the guy in the background eating, wiping his mouth. That was like a whole day and a half of my life was that guy. (laughs) Well, and also, also just as a, as an extra um, wrinkle, <clears throat> these first fi- the first five minutes of the show were all re-recorded after like minute 60. Like we'd recorded up to minute 60. Then I started That's editing. Right. And then I realized that I was using the wrong mic on the first five. And I was like, let's just redo it. So then we mm-hmm. redid it. So like I there it's double, it's like triple nostalgia because we recorded yes. those minutes twice. Yeah, this is the most well-trod section of the movie, this intro. And yeah. I'm amazed at how fast it goes. Like the pace of this movie. People talk about it as if it, you know, it is one of the ones with like, there's a lot of space in the middle where it's, there's less of the action like we've talked about, but it still, it still moves and it yeah. seems absurdly fast to me right now. <laughs> I know. Like we're already into uh, our first day with Preeti now. Yeah. Um, still like guys pizza. Now we're going to yeah. have the jumping around, uh, like how far does he throw these pizzas right now? Yeah. <laughs> the, the kids right. in the street and all that. Mm. Wow. Oh man, those pizzas are trashed. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, I I I I worry about um, uh, those kids because they just like got 
smacked in the face with like a really like solid <laughs> man <laughs> flying towards them at like 40 miles an hour. Um, right. Like, that must be like getting hit by a truck or something. Yeah. Like Spider-Man, he's <laughs> he very saved durable. them from being run- hit by a truck by hitting them with another <laughs> truck. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, I love all this uh, generic uh, New York stuff on like the paintings and in, oh like, yes de- yeah decorative. like you're in a hotel lobby or something or yeah just... yeah man what i always i always really like um office buildings like anytime that i've done delivery stuff and i've i've been in office buildings i always like hmm. it when uh you get off the air the the uh elevator and you're in the lobby i don't i i yeah i dislike the the office buildings where you get off the elevator and then it's like a hallway of doors to different lobbies yeah, um, and you have to like look and read. Then there's like those little brass arrows that don't even look like arrows, so you have to yeah. like actually get all close. Yeah, yeah. Like just take me to the place. I don't know if that's like intentional design wise. Like they want to make you feel less capable when you <laughs> visit like their edifice. Like, is it a psychological like architectural weapon? Pizza time. Um, yeah, I don't know. This lobby, this lobby's fine. It's yeah, it suits. Uh, our friend uh, Emily over here. Mm-hmm. It does. It's always it's it's just always uh, I don't know more. Uh, it's always more impressive when you get off the elevator and you're like, oh, I'm already here. Um, like yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, man, the Dr Pepper product placement. I have yet to watch Spider Man Three. I wonder if there is anywhere near the level of Dr Pepper product placement in Spider Man Three than there mm-hmm. is in the first and second one. Because I don't, Maybe I don't it, remember. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe I was so distracted by all of the other things in Spider-Man Three that I, I <laughs> yeah. didn't even re- register. But I'm curious. Yeah, that legacy there, like the same way that, like, okay, we have Jonah being doing his like goofy things in the first movie, and then we're gonna, like, mm-hmm. oh, we've more time for Jonah bits in this one, and then we go all in on like pills jokes in the third one. So, right? Does Doctor Pepper th- follow a similar trajectory as uh, yeah. J.K. Simmons here? Diabetic coma. <laughs> I love him so much. I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm tempted just to whenever he's on screen, just to like watch him and like like figure out how he's doing what he's doing. Um, I saw the uh, the bloopers for this film the other day, uh, hmm. and I I think I posted them in the group. Uh, but there's this wonderful Did that include bit the with... Willem Dafoe bit. Yeah, just a little bit of Willem Dafoe going. Like, yeah, yeah, where where um, where he's dressed as Doctor Octopus. That bit? Oh no, it doesn't have that. Oh, oh man. Okay, that must be a separate blooper then. Um, I gotta yeah. find that. I definitely um, look. You should look that up. It's 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 Alvar Molina uh, coming on set in the middle of a take that he's supposed to be starring in, and like he's just like, "What is happening?" And then he looks, <laughs> and it's it's Willem Dafoe like in front of the the sun in in the in the uh, apartment, and he's like oh. reading his lines and like doing the whole shtick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. this what, what I was just remembering is that they would have all these Jonah bloopers where I mean, J.K. Simmons is so in what he does perfectly. And then like the false teeth would fall out in the middle of a line and he would just laugh and have to start over. But like his way of like getting right back in. I was like, this guy's good. There's Sam Raimi smacking you with books. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, good old uh, Kurt Connors. He's only in he only ends up being in two scenes. I think so. Yeah. Right. And Dylan Dylan Baker. Yeah. Just about this one. 
Yeah, it's just this scene and like the you know uh, good good job in there, Parker. Keep right. it up. Yeah. Like it's just those two things, right? <laughs> in the middle of the montage. Yeah, that's funny because he's not he's not in the first one, is he? No. no, Dylan. This was new. Yeah, the and I have more memories of him than exist in the film. Basically, oh yeah, like he yeah. makes a good impression and and it was again like we talked about in the main uh, main coverage. It was a version of making the world feel this universe larger and that there were more stories to tell in it in a, a way that was like, mm-hmm. it's, it's very little now, but at the time that kind of blew my mind. I was like, that's the, li- he's not the lizard in this movie, but there he is. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Not real, but. Yeah. You know. And I, and I just, um, I do, I do think he would have been a much better lizard Kirk Connors. Like he would have done that much better than, than Rice Iffens does. Yeah. Know, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Um, I mean, you know, I I am very interested in in talking about that movie and about his performance in that movie and um, oh, sure. you know what yeah. they cut out of it and what they left in and et cetera, et cetera. But like, just at the end of the day, I I I can watch this one scene with him, uh, mm-hmm. with Dylan Baker, and I know that his lizard arc would have been so much better than what yeah. they did with Bryce yeah. <laughs> He's just there immediately, and yeah. um, like the uh, Rice is doing a great job playing what he's given in the page, but I don't think the character he's playing is Kirk Connors the way this is. Um, right. Yep. And that that's uh, that's tricky. Oh my yeah, God, it lacks we're a drunk. It, yeah, his 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 take on it always sort of lacked the sadness. I think that the character should have all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's not. It, if you, they're so quick to move him into like the hubris zone that right. we don't linger in the tragedy very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does have a sweet sewer laboratory, though. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> wait, any any mad scientist would kill for that sewer laboratory. <laughs> yeah. <call them. laughs> True. Um. Oh man, this birthday party. Uh, it, the most awkward in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, the sad balloons taped up in the corners of the this is like one or two streamers yeah ah uh, yeah just being yeah. back in this space yeah <laughs> zero to 60 from the it's like <laughs> man you're that. crazy for not dating her oh, i don't have time for that oh because you're hanging out with spider-man you <laughs> dick <laughs> like, all right man it's his birthday chill yeah come on like the one time you could maybe let this slide, and it's impossible. Um, yeah. Did we mention the the purple and orange balloons? Did we mention that? I don't even show? know anymore. I guess yeah, it's I so long I, ago. Um, what is I, a thought I'm having about this movie? What is a memory of a discussion I had about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that's just like normal, uh, normal uh, movies by minute. Movies by nonsense. minute. Yeah. Issues, problems. Um, the the uh, leftover, the bag of leftovers there on the table. What are those? Are those cookies? Maybe. Yeah. It, it's. Is it? Is or it biscuits? Party, they look like party biscuits specific. Or, yeah. I don't know. Bis- Maybe um, yeah. some... pigs in a blanket. That seems like something <laughs> Aunt May would make. Maybe some dumplings. Maybe yeah. she took a class. Well, yeah. I don't think you would leave dumplings on the table like that. But no, they would. Yeah, be, that'd be a very dangerous. Uh, but yeah, the, like they look like a bit like a little cocktail wiener wrapped in a biscuit. I don't know. There it is. Yeah, yeah probably. I, I think it's a. I think that's what it is. It's either that or a Jamie Dodger. I, I, mean, I got some puff pastry and I made these. <laughs> puff <boys>. pastry. Uh, <laughs> 
That is that is a for those of you keeping track at home. That is a direct result of uh, the British uh, Bake Off um, <laughs> television uh, series. I didn't know what puff pastry was before I uh, watched that show, uh, and yeah. I and I would I would have to venture a guess that neither did Zach. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, God, it's a great show, and I bet Aunt May would love it. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I bet she would. She would like critique them along with it, and she's like, "Well, no, that that's that's supposed to be a pouring glaze, and they're, she would, they're have she would she would tough time tempering make, that. <laughs> she would constantly make that noise that that grandmas make when they're disappointed in something, where they just go, <laughs> where they just go, ah. like just the, the you're little, right there, but the little like ah. like it's just <laughs> you almost had it, Nancy, and then you underprove that bake. I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I don't know. If maybe Aunt May doesn't like hand make her like phyllo dough. Like maybe she she's able to buy <laughs> puff pastry at the store. Let's because... uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, you think Mr. Aziz watches uh, the British Bake Off as well? <laughs> and then they uh, there was one. I don't know what season it was, but they had like Italian Week and they were doing pizza, and I was like, oh boy. Oh, oh yeah, old. no, I watched that. That was on, <laughs> I think that was the latest season, the one that they just put up on. Uh, oh, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, very recently. Um, um, actually, I think there's been like two more since then. By the time most people are hearing this, but uh, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, they're they're releasing like three this this by the end of the year. Um, Look, guys, if you haven't watched the Bake Off, it's it's good for your soul. It, it is. It is a uh, like it is. it is a nice de stressor. Um, yeah. There much is. like meeting your crush in the backyard uh, <laughs> yeah. and talking to him, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> there is a, a bl- good blooper in this scene, too, where, like, they're in one of these really tight close-ups on Toby, and um, he was doing that, like, eye and then pausing thing. And apparently, because they shot this on location, there were two people walking by who just started yelling at them, hey, kiss, kiss her! <laughs> like, like, saw that they were filming Spider-Man. And then, like, leaned their head in an alley and yelled at them. So, like, Toby just, like, busts up laughing. And um, <laughs> she was laughing about it. They're like, no, they're, they're, can you hear them? They're yelling, kiss her. Um, movie making is so silly. It's, like, the silliest thing in the world when you're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, that's why you don't want to be, like, broken out of it. Because, like, it's probably... It's just yeah. so hard to, like, get into this... This... Like, when I say earnest place... You know, this, mm-hmm. like this movie's earnest, but that's not what I mean. Like, just Wait, yeah. the the but fact that like that. you're you're you have to like make believe that you're these two characters while all these people are standing around watching you do it. You know, yeah, uh, and yeah. and like to get back into that headspace, like anytime you're broken out of it, I think that's why um, actors get so angry when mm-hmm. they're broken out of it. Sometimes, uh, right, you know, like the. Right. You know, like the the very famous uh, lighting incident with um, oh Christian, Christian Bale. Bale, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I like he he definitely shouldn't have went off on that guy. No, he was a dick about it, and and he did apologize profusely afterwards. But right, the the headspace is understandable, especially because he was doing one of those scenes about they worked him up to this space of I uh, the whole universe is at stake if this doesn't work, and I'm trying to save like my like species from dying, and I'm pissed off and angry. And in the midst of that, somebody walks through in the middle of the set, messing up everything. Like, right. Obviously, don't go crazy at people, but it is understandable that if you are trying to get in one emotional state and your job is to be in that state as it's recorded, 
it's as if you were like in the middle of writing something and somebody came over and like played on your keyboard, played on your, you know, played on your keyboard. Is that a thing? Started typing <laughs> in among your words, you know, like, oh, I'm writing a very important thing right now. Can you not? Like, this is yeah. the one part of my job that I am lined in, you know, zeroed in on. Yeah. And then you literally mess, mess with, I can't do my job if I'm not in the emotional state. Right. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Ice um, like a rodent. god i love these sets they're so good i love all the detail of just like this place is uh like they try they really try hard to make this place look like a dump um yeah it like really obviously is not uh (laughs) they try real hard to make it look like one the layers of paint and everything and yeah god ursula's spoon thing is still it's even more impressive to me now that we like broke it down and tried to figure out how they would actually physically pull it off. But it's all worth it for that moment of how how much of this character like environment can we get across in like a 30 second shot? And mm-hmm. it's the amount of work on the day for a couple seconds of screen time seems absurd until you see the like payoff. Like the story works better when you do the difficult things yeah no absolutely man this robe i am still obsessed with this robe i want this it's robe. great oh <laughs> it looks so comfy like i just it's i so, want it i want it plaid flannel it's like, yeah. like I'm, I'm upset but i'm comfy you know like yeah. i'm having a tough day but at least i'm comfy yeah man yeah that's good wow remember how long it felt like it took to get to auto when we were I know. doing this wow. minute by minute it's already this happening this is weeks of time. You know, they can weeks of time to get yeah. here. Um, yeah, this was a month into the podcast before we got to this. Yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's so it's so interesting um, watching this after having played through the video game. Oh sure, yeah. Because uh, it's just so. It's like it's still a different auto from that, even though like there's obviously some inspiration there. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is very different. I don't know. I you know, it's so funny. I wish we had had that video game to sort of reference. Refer- during. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, it, you know, they did such a good job of like doing a totally different version of Dr. Octopus that was still different from the version that was in the comics, you know? Right. And um, that was, and it's so, so focused on their relationship, which this movie is to a degree, but not nearly as personalized as it is in the game. Right. Um, right. Like, no, I really like that. It, it also, uh, the video game is also um, a really good way of having multiple villains in, in one thing and, and pulling that off lawlessly. Um, yes. Yes. You know, cause like even, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Negative aside, um, you know, you get a lot of his sort of uh, backstory. But like, even if there was just like another random um, Sinister Six uh, member, mm-hmm. the they do that really smart thing where they uh, have him be like twenty three in the in the in the Spider Man be tw- like twenty three in the right. in the game, and so he already has like. There's there's already like four dudes like locked up in in prison that he fought for supervillains mm-hmm. and then um you know then we have like doc ock uh in later in the game but like i i i was like just really impressed with like yeah no i mean we don't really know these guys particularly well we're not getting like a mm-hmm. huge backstory but like you don't need it you know it's really just yeah. like about like the the concept of having like too many villains the too many villains thing is i i, I think it's a 
is misnomer, a misnomer. the right? Yeah, yeah it's it's so. a misnomer because it's like it's like no, no no you can do it you just need to know where to focus your time. Yes, and yes. It's it, not literally the number of bad guys in a movie. It's right. how are you telling the story that involves those guys? Right. Um, like they don't all need a backstory. Only one of them needs the backstory. Like the other ones can just be there and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's this this impulse I think that uh if I have characters in a like if you have a character in a in a in a film, you have to introduce them. But the introduction of the character does not have to be their introduction to every other person in that universe. Like, right. We meet, Do- like, uh, Donna Murphy's character here, Rosie. She has an established relationship with Otto, and we're, you know, somewhat clumsily, but we're still learning about that through the context of this other thing that's happening. Right. We don't have to have her, the first time she meets Otto, be in this movie. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have the first time that Spider-Man met Mary Jane be in this movie. You know? Like, right. Right. An introduction to a character in a story does not have to be their introduction to the world at large. Right, right. Um, shared history can sometimes be a great place to start from, especially with, in the game, having previous history with every character. That it's not just Spider-Man's first go at things. It is Spider-Man dealing with adulthood and the like legacy of his decision. It's just great. Right. And yeah. I, I know some people who don't even know Spider-Man very well who played that game and were totally in it. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. need to know all that stuff because right. it worked. Um, going back to the laundry scene that we just we just went through, uh, yeah. I, I just want to point out, like, I don't think I talked about this. I think I just referenced, like, oh, yeah, the guy in the hat. Um, I think I made a joke about it being the same guy from uh, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the post-credit guy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I just realized, like, why is there a guy in a hat doing laundry? Like, why is he doing laundry in a hat? <laughs> like who wears a hat to go do laundry like that seems yeah. such like a i don't know that's so silly this is um, I'm going out i gotta have my hat yeah i guess so run 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 um that's a because usually if you go to a laundromat it's close to where you live right like it's not like a big to do right. to go to the laundromat yeah. and it's sort of a frustratingly basic chore where you wait around a lot yeah so that he had this like occasion to Don his chapeau and make his way, you know. He should be going here to the theater in that hat. He shouldn't be going to the to the laundromat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who's, what this song is that's here? Is it the only time in the film that we have a, um, like a soundtrack song happening that's not score? Uh, well, I mean, other than other than uh, raindrops keep falling on my head, obviously. Yes, yeah. Um, which is the, yeah, I, I, I think so. Uh, but yeah, it's the... Um, wasn't it uh, Jet? Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Um, I think it was the Jet song. Because we looked it up and then uh, uh, <laughs> Rick and Julia were just like, wait, what? Jet? Seriously? Because <laughs> um, it's just not, they're not known for ballads, that band. Perhaps not. Yeah. Yeah. God, that moment's still great. The like the flip over the car and the land and the kids oh, yeah. being impressed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really good. I wish, um, I just, I love, I love the stuff where Peter gets to be Spider-Man, you know, like do Spider-Man yes. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, so I'm really excited about that, the the uh, new Goblin sequence in Spider-Man 3. Um, oh, cause, yeah. Because, I mean, it's such, it a, it's such a good fight. Uh, it's amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, and uh, like, that's the, that's the main thing. Like, that movie has problems, but man, those action scenes. Yowzers. Yeah, there um, are sequences in that movie that are just delightful. Oh, um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I still haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm excited to uh, watch it uh, soon. Um, totally, yeah. yeah. With the um, Peter Parker getting to do Spider-Man stuff in his Peter Parker outfit, um, there was a moment in the game where I kind of like, like sat up and cheered, which was like, Peter was on the phone with the guy tra- talking about his like garbage getting um, taken to the wrong place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they asked him for like a number on the dumpster. And he, while still on the phone call, flipped up onto the wall and then pushed the dumpster with his foot to look at it. And it yes. was like all of these simultaneous spider powers happening just like casually as he was on the phone. I was like, that's what I want. That's yeah. good. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love I love uh, casually using superpowers. That's like my mm-hmm. favorite thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we're back on stage with the mm-hmm. with the lights in our face. I I still feel uncomfortable when we're in these like moments on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, American Horror Story: The Importance of Being Earnest. <laughs> There's there the man is. himself, the chin. Ah, yeah. Look. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to like talk over because he's just so good. Like he just, I just these little behavioral movements and the timing of everything. Um, mm-hmm. Such. A I mean, small he part just it's done so I, well. It's I just I love that Bruce Campbell knows his best friend so well that he's like I know exactly what he wants from me. Yes, yes. You know, like they're, I know what they're this on the is. wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to act. I know, you know, what to do. Like I know what level to bring my performance up to because <laughs> this is what he's looking for, you know? <laughs> he just did that little face at the end. Yeah. Oh mm. god. Uh it's good. Mm, sorry. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bruce yeah. Campbell's great. Uh and now he he's is. gone. He really is. Uh, <laughs> this is a quick movie i mean it's not a quick movie this is a full (laughs) it really you know you know what you know what the movies by minute thing does um Mm. it really makes making a movie feel less crazy like it feels like doable yeah you know (laughs) because it's like you know because you you once you've broken it down, then you're like watching it as a whole and you're like, yeah, this isn't so big. This isn't such a big deal. You know, yeah, this is possible. Yeah. yeah. They, it's a series of decisions and we've seen them. We thought about each of the decisions as they made them that like, and it's, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that like making a podcast about a movie is in any way, shape or form the same type of thing as making one. But I mean, the amount of time we took over time to look at the, content of the film and discuss the choices made in it is around the amount of time it takes to make those choices you know like yeah. if you you know so we talk for 30 minutes in the morning on your commute somewhere and then the rest of the day you think about spider-man and then check back in when it's the next day on a movie however many decisions we talked about for those 60 seconds those are the decisions throughout that 14 hour shoot day that they are working through and like actually implementing and doing them and it it somehow makes, not that it makes the process more impressive to me, but there's something about the fact that like, yeah, this humans made this, they they made all these decisions and followed through on them, mm-hmm. and now it's a thing. It sort of makes it more impressive to me that it's not just. I mean, movies are magic, but they're not made by magic. Right. They're made by people. I love right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. 
Yeah. All right. Well, it's almost elevator time, which is uh, yeah. We're almost losing. Oh, there's that great fake out shot with the uh, stuntman and then somebody else walking into frame at the bottom. Oh yeah. Ah. Oh. Real. I, I get vertigo. It's great. Yeah. No. It's it's awesome. <laughs> I um the uh, it, it's interesting that we're like thirty minutes into this movie and um mm-hmm. there's been two elevator scenes already. Right? Wasn't wasn't oh no, that was a closet. That's right. That was a broom closet. Right. Not a not a, he called the elevator to leave in the extended cut. To leave. That's that's yeah. uh yeah. that's the other version. Which I'm glad that we're not watching because this scene would be uh interminable. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um it is a bit wild though that like script wise, how however many minutes we're in, yeah, two elevator scenes by now. That's important. We gotta make sure there's enough elevators in our yeah. Spider Man movies. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, House Sparks' hair is very, um, mid-2000s. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, there's a lot it's of it, and it's all up. It's gotta all go straight up, like yeah. Angel. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it is <laughs> kind of, uh, Boreanaz-y. Yeah, it was, what did, I had a, a friend who used to call it, like, everybody's trying to, like, make a wave, like, you know, surfing, like, a literal wave that somebody mm. could surf on the top of your head. That yeah. was our goal. Like, we wanted... You know, uh, uh, man, where did Peter fix his hair after wearing that mask? Like his hair looks great. Um, uh, I uh, uh, let's just talk about hair. MJ's yeah, hair looks yeah. great in that that photo. Um, it does, yeah. I, I, you know, what bums me out about David Boreanaz is like he's just gone from, uh, from like a role that I love to like a role that I'm just like, well, that's kind of boring and then it's like oh yeah. he's finally done with that boring role that he was in for 15 years what's next oh and even an even more boring role even more Ugh, oh yeah. man I mean, he's like he's like a military cop now you know and i just like man. yeah it's true i mean i don't i don't blame the guy i yeah sure he is maybe one of the most uh financially stable steadily working actors in the industry he has not gone a single season i think since 1997 without having a series regular role on a TV series oh my every God, year. That's so insane. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like I respect the heck out of it. If that is like the way you live your life almost mm. um or I, this is what I do. I make TV and that's it and then I live my life and it's working for him. Great. But it, it would be nice to see him do Things that interest me, you know, yeah. like I, it would yeah. be nice to see him stretch a bit more. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess, I guess uh, he followed the same route as Nathan Fillion. They both have the same career path of like, oh wow, going from a, a a show and a character I love to a show and a character that is fine but it's less fine. interesting. It's all right. To yeah. a show and a character that I have absolutely no interest in. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Like I love Fillion, but I'm not going to watch that show. No, um, no, I don't think anyone is. Um, I mean, but then again, Castle and Bones both surprised me. So who knows? Yeah, no. So we'll see. Um, Who knows? It's hard. It's hard to do this stuff. It's hard to have good phone conversations and it's hard to have a uh, solid. (laughs) solid Uh, I like the duct tape on his backpack. Did we notice that? Yeah, I think we might have talked about it. See, it's again, it's my I have my memories are conflicted here, but it is a great detail. It is a great lived in poor Peter Parker thing where he couldn't. This is not the Peter Parker who has a lifetime supply of backpacks. This is a guy. <laughs> How many more references sports. to the video game can we make? 
<laughs> Look, guys, the video game is like probably one of the best Spider-Man things, period, to come out in years, and it focuses on many of the same topics as this it's. Film. It's one of the best ever. Um, ever, probably, yeah, yeah. ever, ever, uh, and it just is the best that has happened in years. Um, I was literally talking about it right before we started recording this to Scott. I was relaying a ridiculous story about how I was jerry-rigging a way to play the game while I was house-sitting because... Oh, man, it's so I addictive. It. I, need to, I need to web-sling, man. There's still, like, some side quests I gotta do here and there. Mm-hmm. Start a new... Start a new thing. All right, here we go. It's, uh, it's diva time for the magic of the arms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Look how beautiful those props are. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I I wonder if um I wonder if those props are anywhere. Like um was there ever like a was there ever like a you know like a Sam Raimi Spider-Man uh museum like exhibition? Exhibition, yeah. I don't know if there's like a like a full-on one about all of them, but I do know if you go visit Sony Studios in Culver City in there there's like the main area where the actual studios are like the um sound stages and whatnot and then there's like a businessy building across the street if you go in the lobby of the businessy building they have a bunch of these props so they have some of the tentacle arms and they have the spider-man 3 suit the black suit mm. all out there and a couple other bits there and yeah i mean they're still gorgeous like they've they've aged quite a bit and they're you know not in tip-top shape but the amount of like craftsmanship in this stuff is yeah it's astonishing. I really would have I, liked if there had been a big exhibition of all of it. Yeah. I uh, I love Sony's complicated uh, complicated relationship with Spider-Man 3 um, because, <laughs> because like, they, they disliked it enough that they were willing to scrap a fourth Spider-Man and just reboot the series. Yeah. But it also made them more money than any other Spider-Man movie. <laughs> so like so, it's I mean. it's technically a success like it was yeah. a very successful movie and so you know they'll do things like yeah i know it's the black costume from spider-man 3 and Check it's it it's always like People this can. like sort of it, i just imagine them like smiling painfully where it's like <laughs> i mean this is we we're proud of this movie because it did make us a lot of money <laughs> but not yeah. proud enough to make another one. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's a very complicated relationship they have with that. Yeah. Movie. Maybe it makes more sense that the black suit is displayed in that like businessy office building and not like the area where like the tourists go. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can just walk in there if you're a tourist, maybe they do let you, but like, if you were like on the lot to like, look at, Oh wow. Is this where they shot some stuff from wizard of Oz? Um, you wouldn't see it, but if you go to like the business building, you would because it's like this is a great financial decision we made once, guys. Remember? Oh yeah, like, I guess that. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, now I just, man, I, I, I just really miss the aesthetic of these movies. Yeah. Um, because it's it, it's just so different from the amazing movies and so different from the MCU. The MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It's. There's- I just, I really do. I miss it a lot. It, it, it has that sort of dumb guy clapping. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I miss this, this sort of uh, aesthetic. It's just so, like, warm and lived in, and I, and yeah. But at the same time, like, not reality. 
you know? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I think not... one of the downsides of, of the amazing movies and even of Homecom- Homecoming is that it's mm. just so parked firmly in reality. And, and uh, I, you know, sometimes... Sometimes that's not what I want in a movie, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I want the film like to go and be like, oh, this feels like a movie right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm transported somewhere. It's almost, um, I mean, this, there's no direct parallels, so, but it almost feels like Jules Verne-ish to me that like mm-hmm. this idea of like reading a work of science fiction that in the old school sense, we're like, yes, this are things that could have happened in the world, but they're not, but it's fantasy filtered through that. So when I watch like, this son being born and like the tentacles and this, you know, the fact that he lives in this weird uh, apartment thing that's like half workspace, half whatever. Like it's not real, but it is, it has a taste of the real and a taste of the fantastical to it. That Wizard of Ozzy type of feeling. And I love it. Like it feels like an old school movie in a way that a lot of films don't these days. It's, I know part of it. Part of it's that it's all shot on film. Part of it's it's got this really warm cinematography. Part of it is the like way they shot so much on backlots and whatnot. But it is a of a, 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 an aesthetic you can feel the difference in, and one that I I miss. I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of people, things speaking I of miss. people I miss. Yeah. Oh, ah, yikes! Yikes! Yeah, I mean, there's just so much happening. This is just like, yeah. Well, and, and I, you know what? Like, I, I, you know, I hate to bring up the game again, but I, it's just such a one to one comparison. <laughs> yeah. um, I, what I, what I love is, uh, I love the early fake out to the Doc Ock origin. Um, when yes. you, when you first get there, and like an accident happens, that is very really? similar to this, um, mm-hmm. and then everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, no, we're going to do a different thing with Doc Ock. It, they're not going to be permanently fused to his body um, the way that this yeah. is. But they're he like, needs them in a similar fashion and they have a sort of similar effect on him. Um, but mm-hmm. in like a different kind of way. I don't know. Like it's all it's all really uh, I, I, it's just adapted so well. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's one of the best examples of like taking an idea that originated somewhere else and then making it work in a new way for your project. And yeah, it's it's the same IP, it's the same characters and whatnot, but it is adapting that concept. They're like, oh, that concept from Spider-Man 2 where the arms themselves are a corrupting influence on the mind of Dr. Octopus. That's a great idea. How do we how do we do that in a way that works better for this other story we're telling? And I mm-hmm. that's hard to do. And when it's done well, it just is so satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that game does not have, though, is this, which is the the medical mayhem minute. What is that? What we called it? Uh, yeah, medical massacre shenanigans. Um, you know, I I uh, it it is very surprising to me. I mean, you you obviously, um, Raimi's uh, heart was in uh, something, you know, it, much more in uh, the Sandman of it all. Um, But it is really surprising that Sam didn't go full horror with Venom. Like he had an opportunity to, but like there's no scene like this with Venom. And I think that 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 might be like one of the larger missed opportunities in that movie. Um, Like not even that there didn't need to be like much more Venom, but like just having one scene like this would have been, I think would have, 
I don't know, improved uh, that that uh, film in the eyes of uh, many Venom fans just to yeah, have one yeah. scene ca- like this. Where you let him be fully scary. I mean, not that he's not unnerving and creepy and weird and all those other things, but to have him be monstrous. Um, mm-hmm. I think we even talked about it in the um, the main coverage of this film that it's, it's almost as if the new take they have on Dr. Octopus is so good that it absorbed what makes Venom an interesting character to people. That mm-hmm. we're... We're we're having Doctor Octopus, but we're also getting to have our Venom cake and eat it too with this character. In that the the arms become the symbiote, and um, right, you get to have both of those in both of those ideas in one character, making that one character more rounded and interesting. Um, so that by the time we get to Venom in the third movie, it feels like we've treaded that ground already, and mm-hmm. then we don't go as as hard with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Although, uh, you know, that's that being said, um, as of this recording, uh, you, <laughs> we have not seen the new Venom movie. Um, but, We're days uh, away from it. Yeah, yeah. But you guys, you guys have uh, most. Yeah. Well, if you if you saw it, I guess I don't know. Um, I <laughs> yeah. guess that's assuming a lot. I don't know. Um, if you're if you're a Patreon supporter, you probably are getting this around the time we made it. But if this is the main feed, then yeah. Depending on how much you want to touch that stove, you've probably already seen Venom. <laughs> right. By now. Right. Um, uh, so know. we don't know what what kind of uh, horror stuff that they've ended up putting in that movie. But um, I have at least seen a. There was a promotional clip. I think two days ago they they released, which was um, Tom Hardy, and then there was a, a bunch of like cops ready to shoot him. He's like, "Please don't do this." And then he went full Venom and like attacked him, mm. where it was. It was of this sort of tone in a certain degree. And people reacted very strongly to it. This idea, like, they literally had Venom jumping up and grabbing people and, like, grabbing a guy by his leg and, like, hitting other guys with him and stuff. Like, letting him go monstrous at Yikes. people. Um, yeah, it was it was unnerving and scary. So okay. maybe, for all I know, maybe they went all the way at it and let it be weird and creepy and, uh, like, entertaining in a uh, almost like B-movie monster movie way. Um, yeah, maybe. But, but we'll we don't see, know. We don't know. Hoffman. Yeah. If you're a Patreon supporter, uh, you, you, uh, you'll you hear our Venom review. Um, I mean, there will be a Venom review and then we're going to be talking about it on the Weekend Bugle next week. Uh, right. So um, look forward to that. And if you're listening to this on the main feed, well, the Patreon's available. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> You unlock it, you get access to all the back issues and whatnot. Back yeah. issues? Is that what we call them? <laughs> I like it. I think we should yeah. start calling it that. <laughs> back issues. Um man, it's it is uh I, I just I I love being in this set every time we're here. Yes. This daily bugle set with like Jonah like holding court on his big old <laughs> desk and then like the rest of the office behind him through that like sealed off there. <sighs> what do you know about high society? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> he tries to genuinely answer. It's my favorite thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Could hit the head with a polo ball. Like, I, I, <laughs> and that laugh. There's the door. Oh, no. And there is. Uh, there is our <laughs> famous transition. Oh, the, God watery worst scene transition in the in the picture in yeah. in many films i would call this the it, worst certainly scene. in the trilogy yeah god that was oh god, god what a nightmare i just <laughs> whoever whoever's idea that was i hope they got fired um yeah i think they only got away with it without us like 
noticing and like ragging on it until somebody did a movies by minute podcast is the fact that it is bookended with one of the best Jonah moments and then an amazing Dr. Octopus moment yeah. where in uh, in the flow of it we're already here. Yeah, so. but it like it it makes it so much worse as a result. <laughs> like the co- the contrast is yeah. bad. It's oh, real bad. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh it's like it's like it's just like somebody like uh I don't know like put got like this just like incredible like these two incredible pieces of bread and then just put a rotten egg in the middle of it. <laughs> just, like, oh my god. <laughs> Just rancid meat and rotten egg. I don't. I don't know. I just. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's like it's like if you were making a, um, you know, a really nice uh, pudding, and it was like, uh, so we've got our custard layer here, and then like a, a lovely ganache, but like in the middle, it's the <laughs> eggs. Just these eggs out of nowhere. Just these rot, <laughs> rotten eggs. Like, or just to really, really go full this? bore into the British Bake Off. It's it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's it's a it's a really nice pudding and a and a ganache and then in the middle it's a uh it's a uh what oh, oh man what is that called um the uh, Italian uh, meringue that is uh, scrambled oh, eggs oh no yeah oh and it's gone yes it's, it's scrambled eggs scrambled yeah. it yeah you've ruined it um, <laughs> <laughs> making a lovely chic torta and you know eighteen of the layers are great you know the, absolutely the, perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Flavors are just off. Just off. So. <laughs> the Hollywood handshake. Um, the Hollywood handshake. <laughs> people listening you know, to this are like, handshake? you're talking about British Bake Off, David Boreanaz. What is this crap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for Spider-Man. Come on. <laughs> Get me a Maybe podcast about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> one day we should release a list of like like the key pieces of media you should consume to be on like the scott and zach wavelength when we talk about anything like, get on our level <laughs> well so it'll just be good for you like more people should watch like you know buffy and uh, gilmore girls and the That's oc true. and all this very true um look at them so this guy there's joel McHale. yeah there he is going full smarmy dick um yeah. i think uh one of, my, one of my friends brought up uh, Spider-Man 2 the other day, and they were like, you know, you know, I, a single sentence that to me describes why that movie feels more like Spider-Man than any other Spider-Man movie. I was like, what is that? And they're like, that we pan away from Aunt May trying to get a bank loan to Dr. Octopus ripping a door off its hinges with his, like, <laughs> tentacle arms to do a bank yeah. heist. With a, mean, with a, with a tearaway uh, with back. With a tearaway his... jacket. Yeah. Oh, it is. If that's not Peter Parker's life, I don't know what is. And then, and he has to abandon her in order to save people. Mm-hmm. Come on, it's, uh, what a movie! <laughs> it, it, it's a good thing that uh, uh, Peter happened to be Spider-Man because uh, he would have just murdered that poor old lady. Um, oh yeah. Door. Oh. I mean, there's the dummy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. I love that. Just a red smear on the floor. Yeah. Um, we uh, after after we um, wrapped this this season, we had uh, someone. I think it was was it Eric Deutsch who rewatched the movie and was like really hmm. distracted by like all the things that we pointed out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, like he's like, oh yeah, I rewatched the movie and uh, yeah, no, I don't know why that there's they're gold coins and I don't know why <laughs> this is happening and 
And man, like this movie's great, but like, wow, you raise a lot of good points. Yeah, there's there's more weird texture to it now as I'm watching. Like yeah. that, like we've just saw the shot with the coin rolling around the floor, and like I can't see that without thinking about the difficulty of shooting it now. I can't mm-hmm. watch this like head bit without thinking about how it doesn't work as well as choking or the dummy. How funny that is watching it in isolation, <laughs> falling <laughs> from the background. It's great. Oh, it's weird. It's a weird way to watch movies, but boy, does it lend some uh, some extra not depth, but uh, breadth to it. Well, for two oh, people, no. for two people who want to make movies for a living, um, uh-huh. I mean, I think it's incredibly helpful. You know? Oh yes, because it, it it really like it goes it it sort of shows you like this is a movie that we love and a lot of people love, and yeah. we were able to point out a bunch of stuff that's wrong with it, but you don't even notice. Because when you're watching the movie, it doesn't matter. And right, right. like that is so that is so important to learn. There's there's who I'm convinced was Maria Bamford. I'm still convinced. I know. <laughs> um, and uh, and and, you know, you don't notice this stuff. And it just sort of goes to show you, like, as an artist, it's like, yeah, I know you want your thing to be perfect. But like, if it's not, uh, no one other than CinemaSins is going to notice. Right. And we don't want to be CinemaSins. We no. don't want to cater to them. Like. No. Who cares this, about them? Yeah, the process, it was it's sort of a machine for empathy for the makers of the film mm-hmm. in that we like we have to spend so much time considering why is this like this or why is this weird thing like this and then finding a, not a justification for it, but an understanding of how, how this movie comes to be the way it is, even in the weird parts. Um, mm. I, it's, a, it's so weird to make stories as your job and... Picking apart the seams like this, rather than it just like tearing apart the garment, just makes me appreciate how well it's constructed. I'm just like, oh wow! Like, yeah. there was just there a bit in scenes. the there was just a bit in the fi- the fight scene that um oh yeah in the fight uh, that, yeah yeah that I wanted wanted to mention because we didn't mention do, it do. in the minute because I don't think I noticed it, but like there was a bit in the fight where they're like up against the wall and like sp- like Spider Man is is has his back to the side the back of the you know the to the building and then um, yeah Doc Ock is like. Uh, he's got his arms sort of like on the bricks around Spider-Man and they're fighting or whatever. And and uh, there's this really great bit that I didn't notice where um, Peter uh, webs – Peter webs Otto's face and pulls it into his fist. Yes. Um, oh. like, yes. Uh, like I'm not even going to bother punching you. I'm just going to bring your face to me. And I just <laughs> – I love that. Oh, man. It's inventive. Yeah. yeah. It's really uh, good. Uh, oh, I still shame don't, on I, st- I still don't know what that needle's for. No, I never will. No. Basically. I guess it'll uh, always be in the headcanon of like the arms are just upgrading themselves every yeah. night. Making did we, did we ever uh, bring up the fact that it, it, it looks a lot like the thing that R2-D2 has that he plugs into the walls? <gasps> no, but it uh, does. It yeah, does, his right? Little, um, <laughs> His access, like when there's a port in the yeah. Death Star, and he's gonna like scramble things. He just has a little ching. Yeah, the thing mm. that he accidentally huh. puts in the puts in the electricity hole that one time. Yeah, it get, gets zapped. Yeah. Oh, R two. <laughs> um, I am. You know, one thing that uh, hasn't happened as of this recording is like none of the DLC has dropped for the Spider-Man game. Yes. Um, yeah. And each DLC is going to come with like I think it's like three more costumes, three or five more costumes each. Okay. Pack. Um, and I am yeah. I am really, really fingers 
very much crossed that one of them is going to be the Sam Raimi suit. I really want yeah. it real bad. I, have um, been, I, want, I mean, uh, I want the amazing ones also. Like just Oh, sure. Because, yeah, bring all the movie yeah. suits in. Um, but this, I mean, because the, the movie feels like it not owes so i'm not the movie my god the game feels like it owes so much to this version of the character Mm -hmm. um especially aesthetically yeah 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 um i have been you know peeking around i try not to go to reddit that often because it's reddit um but there's a there's a subreddit just about the spider-man ps4 game where people share like screenshots and tips and whatnot Mm. and um over the last couple of weeks, I have seen an enormous uptick in the amount of posts that are saying, here's our suits I would like to have if they add them to the DLC. The number one requested suit is the Raimi suit. Yeah. Number one, by yeah. far. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, because you don't, you don't need the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit because like, you kind of have it if you wear the classic suit. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's basically there. Yeah, yeah. it's basically yeah. there. I mean, like the difference is, would be so minimal that it's like, what's the point, you know? Um, <laughs> but... but uh, I still prefer the the classic suit in the game to the one in the game. Yeah, I, th- I mean the, the Amazing Spider-Man two suit was my favorite movie suit for a while, and I think the classic suit in the game is better. Yep, like that's yep. let's be real. Yep. Um, but yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I hope we get that the the Raimi suit um, at at some point. And yeah, I, I. But would that be would it, would would that be enough for you to like? finally switch to another suit or would you just like play around with it take a few pictures and then go back to the other one <laughs> i would maybe play like one chapter in it or something yeah i, just, I again it, what's great about it is that you have the option to play however you want my thing is that i wanted to feel like the spidey from the comics so that's all i'm going to do um but yeah i mean it'd be, it'd be fun i i, I love these movies i'm playing Come through on. the i'm playing through the um through the campaign again and uh uh, I was like, I was like, eh, you know what? I'm going to, I've already played through the classic suit. This time mm-hmm. I'm going to play with the suit that they, that they designed for the game. Like I, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Um, I lasted about 10 minutes and then I, uh, <laughs> switched it back to the classic suit. <laughs> I guess I just, I just can't do it. I just, it's not, it doesn't feel like Spider-Man. It's, it's, yeah. he's only Spider-Man if he's in the Spider-Man costume. I don't know, man. Yeah. If it was, if I mean, if they were designing that suit for like a new character or whatever, it's a smartly designed suit with the way all the panels look and all that. I'm not saying it's like ugly and horrible. It just doesn't feel like Spider-Man. So. You know what? Uh, what you know me? what I realized? I think the most frustrating part of that costume is, mm-hmm. is that it is, I love it as a redesign of a Spider-Man costume. It's probably the number one, I think like the best redesign of a costume of a uh, for for the like the classic Spider-Man costume, not where like it's like a alternate thing where you know right, like right, like the black yeah. symbiote costume, which is also incredible. Um, right. but uh, it's it's probably my favorite of like the basic like you take the basic suit and then you change it a you tweak it a little for like a new design. It's probably my favorite yes. one, except uh, just I just want a variant of that costume where the spider's black. Yeah, dude. It, yeah. Exactly. Like, and and the would fist, it feel like Ben Riley esque? Yeah, yeah, and the and the fists are black too. Like, just change mm-hmm. all the white on the suit to black. Give me a variant of that, and I will I will use that costume. The white just really bothers me. I want it's the white, and it's the fact that the red is like more orangey. It's not quite as like a deep red as the. Oh yeah, I guess that's suit. true too. Yeah, yeah. like, a, so like an just, orange uh, pink almost. Yeah. Yeah. What I did see somebody do recently. Hey, it's time for this uh, musician at this gala. Um, yeah. Oh man, good thing we're looking at this this guy. 
Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> one thing I did see, which was somebody did a thing, I guess on the PS4, you can turn down the in-game music and you can have it play your like PS4 radio app or whatever. Yeah. So you can put other music in where you'll still hear all of the like sounds and the, all of the sound effects and the dialogue and whatnot. Just the music will be different. And somebody did that where they brought the Danny Elfman score from the Randy oh. movies in. And they went web slinging around the city and I was like, oh man. That's what I need to do. Because I, I don't oh. like the soundtrack on the game. Um, it's okay. It's I, fine. I just think know. it's... It it I I think I put it on the on the group I described it as like it's it's like it's as if someone was asked to compose a score for every Marvel movie simultaneously like we just want to do one score we just want to do the one score. score that's just, like the yeah. Marvel score and we're gonna play it in all of the movies like that's what it yeah. feels like so it's just a little generic to me it doesn't feel like Spider Man um, it's not this what we're about to hear right here right this yeah, like true. Uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I just, I think the thing, the part of it that I really like the, of the new costume is like the, um, the, the sort of like belt thing yeah. with, with yeah. the, with the, with the webbing in it, like the red yeah. belt with the wet, like, I just really like the way that looks a lot. Um, yeah. And that it's not, it's not totally gone. It's just like a different type of belt yeah. set up. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, it's, it's a cool, I mean, it's a cool looking thing. It just, yeah. you know. One one draft away. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we're uh, we're into losing this powers town. Like we're we're almost to um, Spider Man No More. Uh, oh my gosh! Like this was this was uh, three months of our lives, Zach. <laughs> Somehow, man. I don't know. How did um, how did you initially even like realize this was a thing you wanted to try doing? Because like. Full disclosure for people who don't know, like if you just started listening to Spider-Man Minute, Scott did other shows before I came in doing Movies by Minute stuff. And he was one of the first people to do a Movies by Minute podcast after Star Wars Minute initially. Mm-hmm. Was it just like you, we you were the, listened to... We were the, we were the third. So it was, the third. It was, it was yeah. Star Wars and then it was Goodfellas and then it was us, Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, yeah. yeah. Um, was it just like you, the day you heard it, you were like, oh yeah, that's a thing I would love to try just for educational purposes? No, I mean, like, it was, you... it was, what it was, was like, um, you know, the Star Wars Minute guys were doing it and I was listening to it and I loved the show. It never even occurred to me that, to do it also, but I did okay. think like, wow, what a great idea. Like, this is such a yeah. great idea to tackle a movie like this. Um, You know, just uh, thinking in terms of like that, but like also like this is an original idea and I don't want to, I don't want to steal it. So I'm not, right. I, I would never do that. So it just, it never even occurred to me to do it myself. And then they announced that Goodfellas Minute was starting and I was like, oh, w- wait, wait. So there, oh, you can I, oh, really? Cool. So then I emailed them was like, Hey, I want to do, I want to do back to the future. Uh, that was like my immediate choice. Cause back to the future is my favorite series ever and and it, mm-hmm. it it falls into like a similar fandom camp as star wars uh typically because right. it's like that sort of um old school uh you know uh, 70s 80s era of yeah of blockbuster films and uh you know had a lot of things to talk about with the time travel and all of that and and, and uh i love uh time travel as a thing as a oh, as a God, topic yeah. of discussion and like how that works and etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, and so, uh, I asked them and, and they were into the idea. And so then, uh, I asked, I asked Nick to do it with me. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that was it. I mean, it was just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to try doing it cause I, it just, 
seemed like such a fun way to to break that down. Um, mm-hmm. And I knew that I needed to tackle it from a different perspective than the Star Wars Minute people did because there's not as much um, there's not as much as like extra stuff in Back to the yeah. Future as there is in Star Wars. I mean, it's like Star Wars has all like the you know they had the the all the books and and uh, you know every character has a backstory and and all of that mm-hmm. and that's not the case with Back to the Future. So I knew yeah, I needed not fo- a deep lore, <laughs> right? Right. So I knew I needed to we, we we would have to focus more on like uh, behind the scenes stuff and. Uh, uh, theoret- theorizing on things and, and stuff like that. And uh, it just mm. sort of evolved over time. And I think um, by the time we got through the first movie, uh, like we had pretty much nailed down, I would say about halfway through the first movie, we like mm. had sort of figured out the format and, and the show was kind of just what it was at that point. Yeah. Um, but then when it came down, when it came time to doing, when, when we were wrapping up, we knew that we were going to go do the, the Cornetto stuff next. And we knew that for a while. We knew that for like oh. a year, something like that. Um, I think before we even started Back to the Future 3, we knew we were going to do the Cornetto movies next. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I mean, this was, this was hard, but like, I, I, you know, I loved it. And, and then um, I forget what it was that made me think, made it click that oh we sh- I should do Spider Man with Zach I don't remember mm-hmm. what 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 that oh right it was hearing you on Lord of the Rings that's what it was oh you okay. did your guest <laughs> in, on Fellowship and yeah. I listened to that and I was like man he's great uh like he knows what Thanks, he's talking man. about and stuff and like that's wow <laughs> what that was that was awesome um and me not knowing really much of anything about Lord of the Rings um very surface level stuff uh yeah you know hearing you talk about all of the behind the scenes stuff. I was like, wow, this is, this is great. He's great. Um, man, it would be, it would be fun. He, we, we, I need to get him to do a movies by minute. And I was like, oh yeah, he loves Spider-Man. I was like, wait, I love those Spider-Man movies so much. (laughs) And I was like, maybe we should just do that. I was like, oh wait, and homecoming's coming next. Oh no. And then it was like, literally just me thinking if we don't do this right now, someone else is going to. Right. Cause it's that, it's much of an immediate uh, a good idea. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I was like, I don't want anyone. And I was like, I was like, okay, think about this. Do you want anyone else covering these movies? And I was like, no, Zach, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did, man. I mean, this. It, it, as soon as you told me, about it, I was like, yeah, perfect idea. Let's go for it. Um, even though I did not have any idea about how how big of a like time investment it would be, even though it's a much bigger one for you editing it. Um, it was a big journey and it's been a like huge learning process and it's like made me appreciate not just these movies but you know think about movie making in a in a in a deeper way when i'm watching other things uh it's it's just been delightful uh, what a what a fun project to evolve the way it has and mm-hmm. um to like have all these people like also listen to the show and enjoy it and like interact with them talking on the on the group it's um it's been one of the one of the, the the nicer things that's happened in the in recent years. So uh, thanks for, thanks for thinking of the idea and uh, <laughs> bringing me on board. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's been it's, it's been a lot of fun. I um I yeah. I mean, we still don't. We're still not uh totally married to the idea of continuing past Spider Man three. It depends on a lot of things. Right. But, yeah. It, it feels like this trilogy is our trilogy for right. for lack of a better term. Um, right. And but uh, then it also feels weird to go out on Spider-Man three. Um, uh, and, <laughs> sure. and especially in like the way that it goes out with just like just zero uh, uh, 
I don't know, uh, that, you know, zero uh, uh, feeling like things tied up or anything. Right, right. They just stop making these movies. Like, it's not really a trilogy, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a trilogy because there's three of them, but it's not really a trilogy. Like, it doesn't tell a Mm -hmm. complete story. It's Uh, a franchise that didn't go properly. Um, Yeah, in the same way as, like, the amazing movies, even worse so in those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because that one is... Both of those movies are like, all right, get ready for the next one. But the second one is so tied intrinsically to this idea of the more stuff that's going to happen that we've set up here. And then it just goes nowhere. It's maybe even object lesson in the fact that you want to make a movie work as a movie and connect to the other things. But before anything else, it should just be its own story. Yeah, Um, it's just it's too bad that that's I mean, that's like. Mm-hmm. Sony 101 like that's their main issue as a studio <laughs> is that they yeah. don't they do not understand that and and Universal is the same way it's like Universal and Sony both have oh, yeah. that problem mm-hmm. how do we how do we get to the universe how do we get to the shared universe thing we got to get a shared universe you know it's like, it's like I mean you don't have to you don't have to like, maybe like can't you, you just can't you just do the deal that you have with Spider-Man and, and Marvel with like all of those characters so like anytime they want to make Anything Spider-Man, like they produce it for you and you get a cut, like half the profit or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the deal is. Like, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good, good deal. Yeah. It's like all the benefit. None of, it's like all the reward. None of the, none of the back backlash, you know, like it. Yeah. You don't have to shoulder the responsibilities for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, These actors are great and it's great to watch them act. Yes. Um, This is that great uh, Kirsten Dunst scene where she's just. Oh man, she really like I I liked her a lot in the first movie, but like she really mm-hmm. stepped up in this one. She really does. Yeah, she go. I I think she out outacts everybody in it. I think we've even said that straight up on the podcast. Yeah. but it's true. She's amazing. And I saw we this week on this scene we talked a lot about how complicated this shot must have been to set up and to do and to repeat the takes and to like stay in it. And she's so good at staying in it. And um. One of the bloopers is at the very end of this scene, the very end of this take when she like waves down the cab and goes in to get it, the timing with the cab wasn't right. So she was trying to do the scene and like open the door and the cab like kept moving and she couldn't do it. And she didn't get like frustrated or mad. She just laughed. She was like, oh, that, that didn't quite work, did it? I guess we'll go again. And just like complete professional mm. attitude about all of the thousands of factors that are, you know, making your job difficult to do and just Mm -hmm. knowing that your job is to stay in it. Yeah. This bit right here, like she just laughed and said it again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cause I mean, I mean, I think, I think the thing that on any film set, and I mean, you know, it's hard to have this, um, have that conversation with, with the crew. Cause like you don't, a lot of times, like, especially like minor crew, like you don't know who you're Mm going to get, you know, cause it's usually like the department heads then hire their department. Um, yes. so like the director and the producer like hires all of the department heads and then the department heads hire their crew. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, so it's like a trickle down thing. So you don't always know what you're going to get as the director, but like, I don't know, like I, I just feel in the, in the few projects that I've done as a director, I think one of the most frustrating things is having crew members or cast members who, uh, are just like, hey, so um, what time is this gonna end? Because like, I I've got I've got plans later, and it's like, I I I just, and then you just like get the feeling all day where they're just like, can, are we done yet? Can we be done? Are we done? Like, 
you got it, right? Mm-hmm. You got it? You got it? It's like, well, no, I didn't get it. And then suddenly you're like the crazy auteur who thinks he's going to get the perfect <laughs> shot. And it's like, no, I just didn't get a good shot. It's not the movie that I want, you know? Yeah. Um, we have to make the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 just uh, – I was just like thinking back to the to the, the Kirsten Dunst thing, like you said. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, she is a professional. She is someone who shows up on set knowing this is what I'm doing today. Like I, I, yes. like I'm, I'm doing this, like this, this is, this is my job. Like when, and that, and that's the thing is like, if you can remember that, like when you get a movie thing, your job during that period of time is to be in the movie. And that's kind yes. of it, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you get your, yeah. your day off is like after the movie wraps and you have a break between projects, you know? Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and so like, I, I like that. She's just like, yeah, no, we just did this three minute take. And then it screws up right at the end. But like, okay, whatever. We'll just do it again. Like, it's no skin off yeah. my back. You know, like we're, I'm going to be here either way. So. Yeah. I'm I'm just here to help make the thing. Right. That's who I am. And, and yeah. I love that. I love having mm-hmm. a cast and crew that are really uh, supportive of that. Like everyone knows, like everyone has their faith in the, the filmmaker and knows that the decisions that they're making on the day is for the greater good. And if yeah. we're staying late, there's going to be a reason. Like it's not, it's not BS. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, there are going to be filmmakers like, uh, but even like a Stanley Kubrick, who's like a psychopath that makes everyone do 120 takes. Yeah. Even, even he like you, you're, I mean, 120 takes seems excessive, but also he's Stanley Kubrick and he makes those movies. So yeah, it's so... hard to argue against it. Like it's kind of hard, <laughs> you know, like, so. all right, let's shrug our shoulders and get through this. Like, um, I, and this is a tricky thing about making things, uh, in any capacity is that people's time is valuable and it's hard to get them to relinquish certain amounts of it. And, you know, not for nothing, it's one of the better things about working on a professional set is that, well, if everybody's being paid enough money to be here, they want to be there. You know, that right. there's this like secondary aspect of like, it's so hard to make a thing with a low budget because you are having to call on favors of people's time and like that they, you know, it is a sacrifice they're making. But if, if everybody comes to set and it's like, hey, this is our like, you know, this is our camp. This is our like vacation. And I'm so delighted to be here because I, I know I'm going to be able to pay my rent right now. And all my job is to help make this story. So mm-hmm. let's make a story. There is something beautiful about that moment where the set is running properly and everybody is there like, yeah, it's totally, totally cool. that We're going to spend 13 hours doing this. I'm down. Yeah. We're all, we're all down. Right. Yeah. And then you just play. It's yeah. I just wish, um, that's why I really like, uh, those stories that you hear about like sets that have, um, like bonding exercises, you know, like the, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the, um, uh, the Play-Doh thing that uh, James Gunn does on his sets, you know? What's that? <laughs> the, oh, have you, you ever heard about the Play-Doh thing? No, it's the Play-Doh thing. Okay, so the, the play every every day on set, um, he rewards the, the, the best person on set that day with a, just like a, a little container of Play-Doh. Like, <laughs> like that's their reward. And so like everyone wants the Play-Doh. Like it's it's like a thing. It's like a bonding. That's thing. great. Like everyone yeah. wants the play doh, and so it's like, yeah, you better show up every day. And then it starts becoming harder and harder to get the play doh mm-hmm. because like you have to really bring it. And like sometimes it's 
one of the actors doing a really good performance. Sometimes it's it's a grip who was just like always there, you know, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, yeah, it's just like every day there's a there's a certain star on set and they get uh they get the play doh of the day. That's delightful. Yeah. 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 It's better than because I've heard some like let's make our workplace a little more fun things that seemed a little bit more like I like that the reward is like not an actual reward. Like it's right. The the feeling is the reward and like getting to show everybody you have the Play-Doh is great, but like the Play-Doh isn't worth anything. Like there's some sets I've been on that do like Friday buckets where like there's a bucket and uh, you put your name in it and you throw $5 in the bucket in order to put your name in it. And then like at the end of the day that you do a drawing and like somebody wins the bucket money and like whatever PA is like lowest on the totem pole has to carry around the bucket all day. And it's like fun. It's like a silly thing to do at work, but it's, we're participating because I might get some money out of it. Right. And also we can it's laugh. a it's a raffle is all it is. It's like, like a raffle, you yeah. know, but like stuff like that or like I've, I've heard on Greta Gerwig's set that like everybody has a, a name tag that they wear with their name on it all day. And every day there's a new like question of the day. And so you put like, this is my favorite album. I love that. Tag. That's great. I love yeah, I'm going to so I might I might just straight up steal that. You should. Yeah, you should. Because it's great because a. Like, it's a fun, like, conversation starter when people are, like, relaxing in between takes and stuff. But also, it means so much to be able to use somebody's name on set because a lot of times you come to a set and maybe you're a day player. Maybe you don't know everybody yet. Maybe, you know, and this this sort of equalizing thing where, hey, you're a person, this is your name, and I'm going to use it is mm-hmm. so helpful. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I, the projects I work on, if I'm ever like big on the call sheet, it's because it's a very small project. And so I already know like my friends and then our, our few random people. But if I show up on like, you know, a CBS procedural, I don't know anybody. And right. I have and they are already all pals and they already have they're all, you know, in jokes and stuff. And like, OK, I'm here on the day to like help. Here's my two lines I do. Um, that can be a weird feeling. So to have a set where everybody's got a name tag and we're all you know, talking to each other and introducing ourselves at the beginning of the day and you can always talk to me. It's like such a great feeling. It's such a nice <laughs> thing. Um, I like how you were like, uh, if I show up on a on a CBS procedural and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, uh, like uh, just for example, uh, the 18th episode of season 13 of Criminal Minds. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, which is maybe available to stream on the CBS platform. I don't know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> like that. Uh, but, uh, anyway, maybe um, I've been on more by now, by the time this comes out. Yeah, maybe, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Maker's Mark. Um, yeah. Hey, there it is. Is that our last Maker's Mark moment in, uh, is Maker's Mark going to come back in Spider-Man three? I don't know because he's not going to be an angry drunk in the, in the, yeah. Maybe he drinks have to... at the beginning, maybe like before he loses mm. his memory. Yeah. Or somebody know. else picks up the tab on. You know, showing off Maker's Mark more right. often. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's uh, God, I I just this movie's so good. Uh, I know we're not. It really is. I feel like we're not talking about it, but like it's we're like talking about all this other like related, semi-related stuff. <laughs> but, um, this is what happens if we talk to if like Scott and Zach are on the couch and it's a movie we've all seen before. Maybe we'll talk about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, um, it's it just it's hard to um focus on the movie because it's it, it the whole thing is playing like it's yeah yeah it is a fundamentally different way that we then we've been interacting with this text in a, in a long time and yeah. and i also don't want to like like i'm not minding the tangent so much because we have 
talked at length about this movie in right. a particular granular way for so long. I don't want it, it just be like, okay, so it's the fire moment. Now let's talk oh, about the way that like man. Peter sees the fire, but it takes him a while to like see the fire. Wouldn't he have seen the fire? Like we have that right, discussion right. before. I right? straight up forgot about this fire. Um, I forgot this was going to be a part of the movie we would have to watch. Um, yeah. yeah. Or, or when things happen in sequence is also different for me. Like um, the feeling of like, oh, we're already at Osborne, like getting menaced on the roof while when uh, uh, Otto's there with the drink and everything. Like right. how do you, when do you choose to put these moments in? Because when you're making the movie, you you know you have the script in whatever shape it is and you know the way it's going but then there's the process of making it the third time you know you make it when you write it you make it when you shoot it and then you make it when you edit it and literally a day you spent making these decisions and creating a scene in this one way that day of work might not take place in sequence when you shot it it might happen somewhere else in the script and then when you're editing it you might choose to have it occur somewhere else like you have these discrete moments in time where you worked hard on making a scene work and that has to happen unmoored from the concept of like linear <laughs> structure on the day and then you put it back together again later and it might be totally different. Like it's wild that movies work. Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> yeah. No, it is. It really is. Mm. Um, Man, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, I got, I just got, <laughs> it just happened to, I got a notification on my phone and like, this is a, mm. uh, like just going to really, really date this, but, um, it's, yeah, pull back the curtain. It's, it's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just, I just read that like Fox just, um, Fox just dated a untitled Deadpool sequel for December. What? Of this year. Wait, what? Yeah. Like, like I just read that a couple months from now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, okay yeah, I, don't, um, I don't understand what that is um and also uh kathleen kennedy renewed her lucasfilm contract for three years so good yeah yeah righteous so that's um, that's that good news weird news um anyway good news weird news that's the sort of push notifications you get in yeah. 2018 it's like, what, <laughs> like, what in the world deadpool untitled deadpool sequel also why is it untitled um yeah if it comes out in three months uh, maybe maybe it was a mistake. I don't know, but it it, it, yeah. it seemed like it was an official. It was like that official like, you know, dating thing. I don't know. Like there's like an official calendar somewhere. Or release, oh yeah, whatever. yeah. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, weird. That's right. Well, if it is a real uh, thing, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll talk about it more in depth on the next uh, episode of the Weekend View. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a subscriber, it'll pop up. If you're not, maybe yeah. consider if you want to hear us talk about news items. And uh, what's going on geek-wise month to month? Because during hiatus, I mean, we've got this this special and, I don't know, maybe another secret thing might happen. But for the most part, if you want to hear us talk about Spidey stuff, it's all it's all on the Patreon feed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, cheap, it's cheap entry fee, guys. This is not a, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> not a bar where it's like a two-drink minimum or something to get in. Um, that's not how bars work. I don't know how anything works. Um, I'm just saying $3 is not a lot. And... Uh, Thanks for supporting us. Yeah. This is a great plug in the middle of the thing. I'm I'm glad I decided to do that. Why? I don't know. Ursula's here. <laughs> it was uh it it was it was just a boulder rolling downhill. You couldn't stop it. It's fine. Yeah, no, I had to finish it out. Uh, um Ursula's here though, and uh I love her so much and I just want to give her a hug and protect her. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> she's God. Like this is a lightning rod of a, you know, 
emp- of empathy yeah. in this film. That she yeah. is. Yeah. Specifically she is. <laughs> um yeah. Oh man, I just realized she has like a little mole in her eyebrow. Oh yeah. It's like in among there. Yeah. That's cool. That was that's a cool a, choice cuz I don't I don't think thing. the actress has that. I think that's a I think that's an added thing. Yeah, I think that's an oh, added thing. They just decided that that's where Ursula is going to have a mole. Mm-hmm. Um, she like cradles these plates on her way out mm-hmm. and is like, oh, wait, I messed it. Like, I don't know. What does she do? That's something we didn't talk about. Like, what's oh, her yeah, deal? Like, what does she do every day? Yeah, because she's around when Peter's around doing dumb stuff. And she's in every, pretty much every scene with. Like, is she a student her? or does she just like work with her dad or. Yeah. Like what maybe does she, she do repairs, all day? Like what's maybe she repairs TVs at the TV repair shop downstairs. Oh, maybe, maybe she's uh, maybe. maybe she's a waitress. Maybe she only works nights, and so she's just around during the day. No, oh, maybe. She should be but then sleeping. she was at night. She was there when he came home with the with the rent conversation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then she was maybe there, a student. And then she was there when he when he left that left to the Broadway play, and her dumb dad came out with his <laughs> pants around his ankles. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe a stu- maybe a student, um, but maybe she doesn't go to ESU. Maybe oh, she's maybe. like, yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know colleges in New York I proper. <laughs> I just know the fake ones from my comic books. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, she's she. Oh gosh, she's Kimmy great. Kimmy Schmidt went to uh, didn't she go to a community college esque thing? Oh sure, maybe. Let me watch the know. first season of Kimmy Schmidt. I should watch more. Of it. Oh, that's eh, fine. Season three. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just fun. fine. Uh, there's a new season. I haven't watched it yet, or I watched uh, the first episode and I was like, eh, I think I've had enough of this show. Um, <laughs> I'm glad those people have work. I'm glad Ellie Kemper is, you know, employed. Uh, yes, but, indeed. Well, um, I don't think she is anymore because I think they're done. Um, oh really yeah okay. i think they're just making a movie right a wrap-up movie and then that's uh, it I, think. Oh, I see yeah uh, so like anyway something about uh anyway. but yeah i you know i was thinking the other day i was just um thinking about toby mcguire as as you do occasionally um mm-hmm. and i just i really hope that he finds his way back into acting again because like yeah. i'm i'm really bummed about like the last thing that he did was Great Gatsby, and that was like seven years ago or something like that, six yeah. years ago. I just oh, like wow. like I don't. I know there's like that whole thing where like you know he might he might have been like a difficult person to work with or um, yeah uh, the, the Molly's game of it right all, right but... or or just like just a difficult person, person outside <laughs> of uh, professional settings. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I don't know like if he still is or if he's just like blacklisted because of that stuff or like what happened but um Mm -hmm. i uh i do hope he finds his way back um assuming that he didn't do anything like like heinous like if if there was a reason we don't want toby mcguire around then sure don't but if it's just that like i was a dick and we haven't dealt with him for a while um because he's such a unique performer yeah Yeah. well because it would bum me out if like if if, like that's all it is is like ah he was kind of a dick we don't want to we don't want to work with him anymore um it would Mm. it would kind of suck that like if he's not getting a second chance but then like Brian Singer's directing Red Sonia and Louis C.K. Ugh. is doing stand-up again and Aziz Ansari yeah. just announced a new tour. Like, I, you know, and it's just yeah. like, I mean, really? Like, we're giving those guys, those guys all these shots and then, like, we're just like, all right, bye, Toby. Never again. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just... 
because I'm just like looking at it. I was like, I just kind of miss his presence in movies. I don't know. Yeah, it, it it doesn't even like I don't have to say like yeah, give me a you know action film starring Tobey Maguire again. I don't I don't want want that. But like just to see him around and have him do stuff like, I mean it, again the 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 career you want after these films is the the you know Kristen Dunst approach where right it would be cool if you just like there was you know an interesting new indie movie and you're like oh man oh my I'm god they should get him for a season of Fargo. Oh, dude, yes. He would be really good on that. Like, I oh, would God, buy yeah. him as, like, a dude from, uh, from like... The upper Midwest or whatever. Yeah, upper, whatever upper call that area. Nebraska area, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I would buy him. Oh, yeah. So. He's got... Especially now that he's got some years on him and he, like... Yeah. 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 Huh. You can make... If you can make Ewan McGregor work in that scenario, you can totally make Tobey Maguire work in Oh. It. Like, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's a world where where like he comes back and he's like a new um uh oh man, the actor dropped out of my head, but the guy from the Fargo movie that's in the Shameless show now. Um Oh, oh, uh, William H Macy. Yeah, William yeah. H Macy. Like Yeah. He could totally be like a new William H Macy. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, Tobey Maguire character actor. Yeah, I, I want it. Yeah, give it, give that to me. Come uh, on. I don't know. Anyway, no. um, my back. Yeah, my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so ridiculous. It, it is in the oh, best way. God. Oh man, that second hit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Oh. And maybe we should bump Sea Biscuit up a bit more on our um, to watch list for the. Oh yeah, yeah maybe we should do that. We'll do that on like yeah. the next time we do uh, we a watch movie a movie. The... Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, originally I wanted to. I was wanting to do it like a couple of weeks ago because uh, the mm-hmm. um, there was a uh, uh, was it was it Makers? It might have. It, it might have. Ironically, it might have been. <laughs> Maker's Mark. I think Maker's Mark was having a because uh, because Bethany and I both um, uh, own a uh, we we both have a barrel of Maker's Mark named after us. Um, oh damn! Yeah, we did we did we did that when we were uh, there through a tour last time. Um, nice. So then, like, it's basically like um, when that barrel gets aged and um, is ready to to be like bottled. Uh, they mm-hmm. give you like a discount of your like your special barrel of Maker's Mark. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so we we both have a barrel, and so we get these emails from Maker's Mark um, talking about like events and stuff. Uh, and the um, oh man, there's that bit where he holds her down onto his mouth. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Uh, but anyway, they they were having this event where um, they were going to show uh, Seabiscuit on like a big drive-in, like walk-in kind of <laughs> screen thing uh, with like horses and stuff, um, and you know all of this, all of this, this whole like right. thing. Uh, and then um, it ended up that like. <laughs> Bethany uh, had something else going on and like she wasn't going to be able to go. And then I, so I was like, I was like, oh man. And then like the prospect of watching <laughs> Seabiscuit any other way was like a bummer for like a few weeks. Right. So, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was like, let's watch, let's watch Green Lantern instead. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, which was great. That was such a unique um, 
movie watching experience. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But, yeah. But yeah, we should. Yeah. Watch. But no, I, I've got that feeling before where there's like you're this close to a special screening of something and then you're like, well, it's nothing else is going to like match up to that. Like, I know. I have not seen 2001 A Space Odyssey in like six or seven years mm-hmm. because the last time I saw it, it was at the Cinerama Dome in 70 millimeter at um at the arc like hollywood which is like one of the biggest screens in hollywood and it's like when you see that movie on that big a screen surrounding you i'm like well it's not gonna work on a tv now i'm gonna watch 2001 a space odyssey on my laptop right no. like <laughs> right get out of here oh man um anyway these two crazy kids um yeah i still want to go to this cafe this uh yeah. place they're eating at or whatever i agree Just, just charming as heck. Um, I wonder if we can try to find... <laughs> maybe we're going to go try and find this uh, um, street cross-section. Because there is a shot... I'll, maybe I'll have to re-listen to our episode about this minute. Um, but there's a shot where they show the street signs. And maybe in the game, if you go here, maybe they've got a little uh, something. Maybe. I just like to like see the area, at least. Um, that also is a great new thing about the game. is It's so such a big New York City world that I'm still finding little fun bits here and there um and uh stuff like like the high line there you know that like elevated train that was turned into a um park or whatever um it's not in the in in real life it's like a big tourist trap and it's completed and you know it's a park that's like you know elevated but in the game it's like under construction it's like not it's like different than the, than the real world and i think there's like special little um audio clips of people saying stuff around there um I don't know. Just go play around in the world for a bit. Yeah. Go be Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So small, small updates so that we're not, uh, we're this, this, this commentary, like people aren't like being like, well, that was stupid. They were talking about that Deadpool thing and they didn't know what the truth was. Uh, so <laughs> apparently uh, they have re-edited De- uh, Deadpool 2 into a PG-13 film and that's what they're releasing on oh. December 21st. Oh, how funny. Yeah. How droll. Yeah. How delightful. I'm assuming it's uh, to test to see if it will work as a PG-13 movie mm-hmm. for when uh, Disney owns. Uh, yeah. Will this property X-Men. still. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Which right. I just, I mean, uh, like literally just bleep Deadpool. Just bleep him. Just bleep him. Yeah. Let him curse all he wants and just bleep him and and have yeah. him comment on being bleeped now, now that they're owned by Disney. <laughs> like it's it would be the perfect solution i don't know it's not that yeah. difficult i don't know anyway. one of the few characters where this solution is that easy yeah yeah totally um God, so anyway look at those tentacles I know, God. they're so good i just realized that there's only uh-huh. like 30 minutes left in this movie uh and we still have like three major sequences to go oh um, my god yeah, yeah this is a this is a it moves fast this movie mm-hmm it moves fast and then it accelerates. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> kind of like the train that we're about to be on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just is it like oh. I just feel like this movie has ten times as many iconic moments as the first movie does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the I love the first movie mm-hmm. and the, obviously this movie doesn't work without it, but it is it's like clockwork. It's like, oh man, like that shot from Spider-Man Two or that moment from Spider-Man. Oh man, they are they're coming fast. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm having like that, um, you know, uh, working on the schedule for um, Hot Fuzz on uh, Cornetto mm-hmm. Minute. I'm having that same thing where it's just like, oh, oh I can literally just give anyone any minute of this movie and they will be happy because there's... It's- the tightest written script ever. Yeah. So no, there's like there's there's <laughs> nothing in this movie that people wouldn't be thrilled to be able to talk about. Uh, yeah. So. Oh my god! Here we are at the glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Just drop those on the ground. Won't be needing those anymore ever. <sighs> the like heavy sound effect of it hitting the ground. Yeah. The oh, there it was. Fist. It was Aster, Aster, and something else. Um, the street sign. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aster and something. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Jonah. Something, oh, <laughs> something man. backing into your uh, apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, there's an alleyway right behind my apartment building, and I guess somebody's collecting a dumpster or something. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah. Hope, uh, hope all of our listeners enjoyed that because you can't edit it out. Uh, yeah, sorry. That's they didn't they didn't notify me that that would happen. And, uh, <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Oh uh, man, I love this. It. Is the bit where uh, J.K. Simmons kept losing his false teeth because he has the word where he has to go. He's a thief, a criminal, and if you like really enunciate thief, your tongue hits your teeth really hard, oh. and it would just pop out his false teeth. <laughs> It you know it never even occurred to me that he had false teeth until you said that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's they wanted him to look just not crazy cartoony, but slightly more right. cartoony than real life. Yeah. And so, if you want to chomp on those cigars, they wanted to have slightly bigger teeth there. Yeah, which is like what a what a level of detail to like put out there and then to agree to. Yeah, like, on his part. Oh yeah, absolutely. Although the um, the video game now just I I'm I'm I I really am interested in the in the idea of Brian Cranston playing J Jonah Jameson oh, now yes um, yeah because of the video game the guy the act the voice actor who does it is like doing an impression of Brian Cranston um, and it works and it works yeah. really well <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh look he, that's uh, I know what that is from the video game um, the, oh yeah. yeah the web the web blasts or whatever yeah the impact web impact yeah. web yeah 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 Absolutely. this is the only gadget i upgraded that and the uh web shooters mm-hmm. i think i own the drones i just don't use any of them yeah <laughs> yeah those are the three that i use i don't use any of the other ones i'm not even gonna bother yeah. getting them in the new <laughs> the new game that i'm playing oh man we're here we're on it's, the train we're on the train Still holds up, man. This movie like, feels like a short film now. Like, yeah, I've I've compressed time so thoroughly in our you know previous interactions with this film that it just it is moving like lightning right now. Yeah. Wow. This is a tricky part. Like a sequence, you know, any sequence mm. that is a big, you know, exciting action bit, but especially this one because of how visceral it is, even among other Spider-Man fights. There is an impulse in my brain where I just like want to just stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to commentate on. Besides, like, oh wow, yeah, there it is. Ugh. And it's got to be such a like experience and trust when you're making it because a an action sequence is like weirdly one of the least thrilling things to shoot in and out. Like you can shoot a dialogue scene between two people, and like when everything's firing on all cylinders, that can just like fly by, and you're you know. You're like, oh, we got it. We nailed it. Um, 
we get cross coverage, we're good. But there's no way to shoot a action sequence quickly. And to do it safely, you have to break down every individual bit into a unit of thing we are shooting safely with all these procedures around it. So like an action sequence, a dialogue scene that runs like four pages, you could shoot that in a day. You know, you could get all the coverage on that in a day. But an action sequence can drag on like weeks and weeks of like slow bits here and there, slow bits here and there. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny that it actually works when it's all put together. It, it must not feel like it's working when you're when you're making it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, we we talked about um, in this sequence that this this bit sort of felt like those bits in video games where you have to like chase catch up to something in a video, you know, in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, uh, I think it was, was it you that pointed out that there's like literally a sequence in Spider-Man to the game where you yes. have to do that. Yeah, the game. <laughs> um, and how frustrating those, those sequences are. I, uh, I, I will say they do have those sequences in the new Spider-Man game, but they're not frustrating at all. Like, no, they're, I get, I get into them. Yeah. Like I'm excited a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a plus, I guess. Yeah. Up, a little update yeah, from the show. A little like, update from the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah, like I almost... There's part of my brain that's expecting to see like the little triangle button pop up on the uh, on the train here when he got close mm-hmm. to it. It's like, oh yeah, oh now we're here. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean, I think we mentioned it in the coverage of the game, but they very, very explicitly reference this moment. Oh, right. In the, in that's the right. Game, yeah. Where he's got to stop a train... He shoots out a few of these webs and he goes, oh, that worked last time. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I mean, that. this is still, I, again, it's the power of movies and ideas. Like no matter how many weird little quirky scenes there are bits in this where Doc Ock's motivation doesn't make sense at all. At the end of the day, Spider-Man is being purely heroic here, saving people. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know how many times I've seen this. I don't know how many times I have watched this movie and specifically watched this sequence that it still it still works. I still get concerned. I still get inspired. I still mm-hmm. feel all of the emotions I'm supposed to feel because this works. I still love that the buildings are the thing that gives away, not the webs. And not the webs. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I see Spider-Man. Yeah. I also love that, um, you know, they, in, in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, they um, specifically, like, discuss exactly how strong the webbing is, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. Because he's, like, like creating it, right? So he call, he talks mm-hmm. exactly, like, how long. It's, like, you know, it was, like, ten times the strength of titanium or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, very specifically. And in this movie... He just shoots out a web and is like, can he carry my weight? Well, only one way to find out and just jumps off the roof and is like, <laughs> yep, it can. And then that's that's the last time we ever question whether or not webbing will hold something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's all, it's only ever shown through use. It's not ever a like, let's stop yeah. and talk about he it. He never like visits Kirk Connors in the first movie and it's like, tell me what's happening to me. Tell me about this web, <laughs> you know, like that never happens. Um And so it's, uh, it's just, it's just interesting that, you know, that stuff can, oh man, that that pillowy chest, um, (laughs) it it can, uh, it, it just, I don't know, that stuff can work if you have faith in your audience to just accept it, you know, like you don't have to overexplain stuff. Yeah. The, the, the flow of information is one of the not trickiest, maybe trickiest. Um, most interesting thing for me in terms of thinking about screenwriting right now is 
uh, how and when and what kind of information do you need to show the audience? And um, it's interesting watching filmmakers who are really confident about knowing when they don't have to over-explain something versus those who are really good at explaining things to the degree that they, how do I make explanation cinematic? How do I make mm -hmm. explanation fascinating? And the ebb and flow of that is, is, is really fascinating to me right now. Um, but specifically this sort of like myth-making, um, big emotion, uh, you know, metaphors for personal responsibility films, we'll get it if we just trust it. If you trust Spider-Man's strong and his webs are strong and we care about him using that strength to help people. Oh God, look at this. Everybody's, they're all, they care about him. The, the, the city cares. I almost don't want to like talk over it, but I guess that's antithetical to making a commentary track. What a moment. What a movie. Yeah. It's, uh, oh man, it's just great. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to even like talk about it. Cause I just, I just, I, I love this. Uh, I love this movie and this is, this is maybe the core of it is mm -hmm. the people on the train with Spider-Man. You know, I was, I was thinking about, um, speaking of like screenplay stuff and when things happen and, and et cetera, mm. et cetera. Um, I, uh, one of the things that watching the movie all as a whole does um, is it really becomes obvious how much they relied on the um, sort of like save the cat structure to oh, sure. <laughs> hold this movie together while they were like writing it each day. Because like literally yeah. the, the midpoint of the movie, like the midpoint where you have your, uh, your hero, um, something something changes fundamentally. You flip the script right. halfway through the movie, right? Yeah. And, Meeting of the goddess, right? Yeah. Every 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 movie every movie does that, um, where you flip mm. the script exactly halfway through. And in this movie, like it happens, like th this movie's an hour and twenty five minutes, and it happens like at exactly an hour where he yeah. does the Spider Man no more. And now, like at a half hour, that's when MJ gets a half hour till the end of the movie. That's when MJ gets kidnapped, which is the all hope is lost moment. That leads you yeah. into the third act. I, and it's just like we're we're now like we just had like the 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 final um uh the final battle of act two, which ends with your hero losing. Mm -hmm. Uh and now he's gonna return to the to the you know return to the fight and win next time. And that's the third act. Right. Um and it's just so exactly like to the minute structured, exactly mm -hmm. right. Uh, and you have to imagine like they, they used that specifically as like their, their sort of, um, I don't know, structure board right? so that they, that, like, they had that game plan all along, you know? Yeah. Where they're like, okay, well, how are we going to go into production without a finished script? Well, we have all the bits I like from these other scripts and we know the rhythm will fit. We will, we'll make it fit the structure that will save us to a degree. Um, and within that that, I mean, that's got to be the only thing that gave them confidence enough to try this ridiculous approach of having Sergeant rewrite things the days before days before they shot them. Um, but you can, yeah, it's they're they're not being safe in the 
production of the film, so they play it real safe in terms of structure, and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, that is the thing, um, you know, when people make like, you know, make fun of movies being formulaic and stuff like that stuff mm-hmm. is, it's important, you know, like you can't, yeah. you can't, and, and this is something that is um, really hard for, especially like college film students to understand. Um, it takes yeah. a really long time to like sort of beat this out of them, which is <laughs> the, the idea of like, well, I don't want to do the formulaic thing. I want to break all the rules. I'm a rebel. And it's like, yeah, but you don't even understand the rules. Not the rules, yeah. You can't yeah. <laughs> you can't break rules that you don't understand. Like you don't know why they work. You you in fact, you think they don't, which is the problem. Yes. Yes. That like Look, man, you can get as fancy as you want with your like flavors and stuff, but if you don't prove your bread before you bake it, it's not going to work. <laughs> you know? Like you got to that was, that was, see, the, the all hope was lost moment of this commentary was that we hadn't made a British Bake Off reference in a while. <laughs> and now, in our, in our moment of darkness, it returns you think, triumphant. You think the gluten structure just happens? No, there's <laughs> time to develop it. You got to yeah. ha- have time for the yeast to make gas. Come on. Um, yeah. But yeah, the I mean, idea it, that, really like, is, it really is a very good metaphor, though, because... Like so many times on that show, like bakers will be like, like, uh, you know, Paul Hollywood be like, so like, how are you doing this? Oh, I'm going to use this kind of flour. And he's like, really? That kind of flour? I was like, you know, that like aren't. And they're like, what? What's wrong? He's like, no, 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 nothing. And then at the end, it's like, it's like uh, you taste it. And it's like, yeah, no, it's it's underproof because that kind of flour needs longer to prove. And you didn't have the time time to prove it. So, yeah, that like a choice isn't. You know, a choice in changing something up isn't just a, oh, this will be fun. It can severely affect the function of the bread or the function of the story or whatnot. Right. That, like, there's a cascading effect to it. And, like, certain things are endlessly immutable. You know, like, where your character is from or what they like to do. Like, there's so many things that are mutable, but some things that aren't. Like, hey, if, you're, if your movie doesn't feel like it has an end to it, it's not going to feel like a story. If your movie doesn't follow the rhythms of the way humans tell stories. I mean, this is just like the way humans relay information to one another. You know, the there's the whole Dan Harmon uh, breakdown about the uh, the story circle where he's like, like the caveman feeling of like, you have a need, then you go and you find it, right. and you take it and you return having changed. That's just how we structure our perception of the world. Right. So if, you're, if your movie doesn't have structure, that's that's not... Not necessarily a like great avant-garde choice you're making. It might just be that your dough can't actually bake and it'll just be raw. Right. That's different, but that doesn't mean it's good. Right. You're certainly not going to get the Hollywood handshake. (laughs) No, there's no way. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Paul Hollywood handshake, not Hollywood the town. Well, it's both. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in the context of what we're talking about, it is kind of both. <laughs> it, is, it is both. Uh, now what? Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, the the, the, the oh. sun is already collapsing. Uh, it, it, like suddenly what felt like a year ago now only feels like a few months ago. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. weird. Super weird. Time's catching up to us. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's like my life it's... is flashing before my eyes doing this commentary. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
Because if you work in a project that lines itself up with minutes along a film, it's as if like, oh, there was a year of your life you were doing things and somebody checked in every once in a while on you and like took a snapshot. And then they like showed you a like two hour lineup of all those snapshots. You would have this like weird feeling of time accelerating because this was an important project for us to like, like schedule our lives around and like put a bunch of thought and effort into. And we're being reminded of it at an accelerated pace. Like there's no skips here where it's, Oh yeah. Every single conversation I had about this movie is flashing through my brain one after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I do, I, I, I do have news again. This was, this was, this came up, but this is very related. Uh, oh, it, they they announced that um, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, the uh, the Spider-Man is going to have a new suit in the in the in the movie. Oh, oh, yeah. officially, yeah, mm. officially. Do you think that was motivated by suit? people like uh, leaking set photos or something? Like, was there an associated story? Uh, they haven't given away the suit yet. They're just like admitting there is a new suit. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. right. It's admitting that there's going to be a new suit. Mm, maybe uh, uh oh maybe it's apparently it's going suit. to be it's going to be a stealth suit of some kind look at that did you I, did, I feel like scott was reading while i said that but i did right before you said stealth suit i was like maybe it's like a stealth suit. oh yeah it is it is gonna be a stealth <laughs> suit yeah yeah no you're right i was reading i was trying to find more information um, but yeah amazing amazing anyway <laughs> uh, shield interesting so stealth suit yeah yeah makes sense Makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what they'll do. We have seen several takes on what people might do with stealth suits in the game. You Um, know what I would love is just like, oh, just an incredible troll. Mm. Is if the stealth suit is literally just the symbiote suit, but not a symbiote. (laughs) Like the symbiote suit that everyone has waited to see, which is just a black suit with a white, big white spider. And that's it. Mm. Yeah, then we just, we'll just do that. We'll just do that, but it's not a symbiote. It's just that. <laughs> it's just a. It's just fabric. Oh man, I would love. Oh, that. I would love that. Yeah. Actually, I know a lot of people would be so mad. Oh, but, but that suit, it, that design is like flawless. Really. Yeah, it's so good. It's the it's only so other, other than the main Spider-Man costume. It's like the only other flawless costume design. Yeah. In all of Spider-Man. No, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, like, you just oh, saw him. There it is. Oh. So many thoughts, so many feelings. Yeah. Push the camera in. The tears well up. It's magic. Well, like as it as it zooms into as it zooms into Toby though, you kind of want the curb your enthusiasm music to start playing. <laughs> sure. A little bit. <laughs> oh man, that um symbiote digression uh that reminded me years ago, like our first conversation about spider-man on a podcast mm-hmm. ever and i like our like minute zero episode we talked about like our first introduction of the character and i remember getting comics from like my brother and my older cousin where spider-man had the black suit but it wasn't a thing it was just that i guess that's what spider-man looks like i didn't even know he was like a bad guy in the venom thing like one of my first spider-man suits i ever made was the symbiote suit because i yeah. just wanted to look like spider-man well, because that was oh, he wow. wasn't a bad guy when that was happening. Like that was no, a no. that was a if I'm not mistaken, the idea of like the symbiote co- like that was a retcon later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like it was just Spidey's cool new suit for a while, right? And, right, and it was an alien suit, but like I don't think I don't think it was sentient 
at first. I think that yeah, was a red set up as evil at first. Right. That came later. Right. Yeah. It was just this is Spidey's cool new suit. Yeah, because that yeah. was his suit in uh that's his suit in Craven's Last Hunt, which is like yeah. that, you know, seminal Spider-Man story that everyone loves and I really don't like at all. Um But <laughs> yeah. that's his suit. Like that's the suit that when uh when Craven, you know, buries Spider Man and dresses yeah. up as Spider Man, like that's the suit he's wearing, is that one. Yeah. So Again, for, like, further proof, though, further proof that it wasn't a symbiote at first, because <laughs> how the hell is he wearing it? Because uh, because yeah. now you're telling me that like Craven wore the symbiote. <laughs> Why has that never been a thing? Why hasn't anyone yeah. uh, like played with that? Because that that's the symbiote that literally happened. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, I haven't read those those comics in continuity. I don't think ever like just piecemeal. So I'm wondering if that is that in the section where. He doesn't have the symbiote, but he still has a black suit. It's just a fabric one. That oh, is that tr- that happened? Yeah, that happens. I think Felicia makes one for him, and then he resews one where it's just a fabric suit that oh. has the same design. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that that happened. All right, I just yeah, I, I haven't read uh, an extensive period from that from then. Um, so I don't yeah I don't I uh, yeah I didn't know. That we'll that we'll investigate it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, um, maybe that's it. It's not it's not an era that I that I look back on fondly. Yeah, sure. But so if they did that with, I mean, they won't, but if they did that with the Far From Home, it was like, yeah, it's just a fabric suit. It's still, still appropriate to the comics. Oh, what do you want? Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Otto's dead and. Um, Big, weird, gross web. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Oh man. It's so gross. So gross. Look at it. Uh, <laughs> and our, our leads are really, they're doing all the face stuff. They're doing great at it. Um, Wow, this music and whatnot. Yeah. I can't believe we're almost done with this already. Um, it's wild. It's we, a movie. We, uh, I hope you guys don't mind all the tangents that we went on. I can't remember if we did a lot of tangents on the first one, but... Uh, I don't know. This is this is 2018, Zach and Scott. This is how our brands are working with this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun. I'm I'm distracted by news items that keep popping up. What the, what the <laughs> hell, Hollywood? Like, why are, you, why, why are you releasing all your news items on a Friday? That's so weird. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to go try to like actually, you know, watch your TV shows and movies today. Let us be. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Daniel Gillies, which we haven't really mentioned him at all, but, you know, playing John. Yeah. Well, we talked about him Dude. holding her face down. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We, did <laughs> we talked about him that. being unnerving. You know, I do really him. like that shot. The shot that starts wide of them and then like the camera sort of zooms in following them as they approach closer to each other. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a really re- good the shot. moment of reuniting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't mention that, um, I think, when we were talking about the minute, but it's a really like the framing on that is just so perfect. It works great. Yeah. It works so great. Perfectly oh. timed. It's really good. Um, and uh, slinging away. Web slinging away in a cloud, uh, presumably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and now we get uh, our post credit scene here. Our pre-credits, post-credit scene, yeah. as it were. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the MCU. Is that Tony Swatton knife? Yep. That he made? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a nice-looking dagger. Um, letter opener, whatever. <laughs> uh, it looks like, it really looks like a dagger that would be in, like, um, uh what uh what is that uh cassandra what is that play cassandra the play cassandra where she like sees the future and oh yes try to kill her with daggers and masks daggers and yeah that's really yeah intense yes it's that kind of like 
I mean, it's a it's a Renaissance looking dagger, but it feels like a like a Gothic drama type of. Yeah, this is my dagger. It's like Shakespearean of. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, which is fun. Um, oh, Harry! Oh, don't tell Harry. No, he still it hasn't. Is. Look at them. Yeah. Look at look at Willem Dafoe. My God. I know. What an actor. What a, good. <laughs> he sure didn't need uh, extra extra teeth apparatuses to look intense. No. Yeah. He just brings that face to it. <laughs> oh man. I'll tell you, I am really excited to see what the what the game ends up doing with uh the Green Goblin legacy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so, so I was so impressed with what they did with, with Otto that like I just can't even begin to imagine what they're gonna do with the goblin. I'm really excited the, about it. Yeah. And how like the corrupting influence of Norman was all the way through that entire mm-hmm. game without him being a central focus. At yeah. All. It was like, as we, as we put it on the weekend bugle, like we called it, like it's a, uh, you know, Sp- Spider-Man colon, everybody hates Norman Osborn. <laughs> yeah. And they're, I like their version of Harry being a, um, you know, not, not a goody, a goody two shoes, but like, you know, a sort of a bleeding heart trying to make the world a better place guy for his um, mom. For his mom, yeah. yeah. Like he's trying to he's yeah. trying to live up to his mom's legacy instead of his dad's. I think that's great. Yeah, and that it and that he's getting to get. Yeah. It allows his mom to be way. a character without you know messing with continuity, really, because it's like it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh, you know she's still dead, um, but it it uh, you you get to know her through Harry, you know. Yes. Yeah. Whereas like here, <laughs> she's just like a non-entity at all. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, by the way, she's gone. Yeah, That's, she was not a okay. force in, in Harry's life at all, which is weird. No. Weird choice. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I just, I love that goblin. I love that goblin uh, stuff. Like the goblin legacy, like the goblin stuff in these movies are just some of my favorite stuff. Because like they got yeah. so much of it right that like mm-hmm. the stuff that they got right is just so exciting to see. You know, it's exciting mm-hmm. to see the glider. It's exciting to see the pumpkin bombs. Like it's just, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. And what what a thrilling little side thing to have at the at the back of this movie. I mean, yeah. I could not believe what I was seeing when I saw it the first time. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh, yeah. It's oh, it's all there. It's all. I there. just read those uh, those comics where uh, Harry um, first appeared as the Green Goblin. Uh, I think it's oh, Amazing yeah. Spider Man. It's either one thirty two and one thirty three, or one thirty three and one thirty four. But it's like a two. Right. It's a two issue arc. Um, in the one thirties and it's, uh, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it seems like a doozy. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. Maybe we'll, maybe that could be another, um, well, we have a lot of regular comics to get through on the, uh, on the weekend. Yeah, that's true. It would be, it would be nice to go back and and do some more of the, uh, older ones. Cause I, I did have a lot of fun with the, Oh yeah. 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 Even doing like, like I was doing Spider-Man blue. That was one of my favorite things we ever read for the podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, that is all owes such a debt to that, like, you know, time in Peter's There's life. There's the Punisher. Nice to do some of those. Hey, there he is. <laughs> Thomas Jane's body it. double being an extra in this <laughs> uh, thing. It does look like him. Yeah. Um, There's no way. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. He's like his stunt, stunt man or stand in or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, not the Punisher, though. 
No, everybody. No, it's just a guy. Yeah, he was just a guy. He just he just happened He's, to be Thomas Jane stand-in, and so there was some confusion. Yeah, these things were not planned that way back then. New, no. new. No. We all wish they were. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We also I mean. all knew that that was never ever going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. But uh, anyway. Anyway, this is uh, this is are. it. The 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 you know doorway girl. She's just standing in the doorway. Yeah, I'm. Um, especially because like these minutes are so much closer in time to when we are speaking now. Um, mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel like the the thoughts are fresh, and I um, if I were to try to like analyze this right now, I would just be repeating myself. But <laughs> yeah. I just want to say. I just want to say these movies. This this works so well. This moment, yeah. Um, and it's and it's a a great note to end on, a, a unique one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm uh, all over uh, in awe all over again with this movie. Yeah, I like how the majority of this commentary has been us analyzing ourselves mostly, um, <laughs> analyzing ourselves and going off topic and analyzing that. Uh, and uh, yeah. now I'm analyzing the commentary, which is analyzing ourselves. Uh, so it's on brand, I think. Yeah, yeah. we've um, just gone. We've gone like seven le- seven layers deep on this thing. Um, man, that's a good kiss. Like, still, still a yeah. good kiss. Romance. Yeah. Sirens. Gotta go. Acknowledgement. Go get him, Tiger. Oh, Hell yeah! Man. Come on, come. What else do you want from a movie? <laughs> what? Ah. Oh. Oh, that's so good. good. I remember that. I this is something I didn't mention. I don't think on the on the show when she says mm-hmm. that line in the theater when I saw this the first time, the whole yeah. audience erupted into applause. No. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that's so good. Yeah. Because man, what a feeling! What a coming together of everything that was not just not just indulgent about the character, but satisfying about the character, mm-hmm. and then having a you know a partner in life and all that and then we get our our triumphant victory lap swing around the city look at that sky that's really nice <sighs> that's a nice it's color a movie nice color yeah yeah bill pope man yeah. he's no slouch i'm kind of amazed we did this whole this whole commentary without calling out bill pope by name because <laughs> that was our it's our boy most common that's our boy bill pope our most common refrain on the pocket is like man that bill pope yeah Something else. Um, Yeah, uh, this is a good movie. Um, (laughs) It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm gonna watch uh, Spider Man Three like really soon because I want to. I want to watch it with Bethany before I move to Los Angeles. um, And oh, good, yeah. Because I that was been that's been sort of our. um, our thing is like, uh, you know, we, we watch it together when I wrap, you know, a season of this. Oh, um, so we watched, yeah. we watched Spider-Man like early on, right before we first started, you know? And then mm-hmm. when, uh, when we wrapped, we watched Spider-Man two, like on vacation together. Like we went, <laughs> we had, we took like a little, uh, weekend, uh, vacay to Louisville and we watched it in our bed and breakfast. That's um, awesome. And so like, oh, that's great. yeah. So now we'll watch, uh, we'll watch Spider-Man three and, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, she didn't mm-hmm. love this as much as we do. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, she liked the first one more, um, which is which mm-hmm. is interesting. I, and I, you know, I, it was more just like I think she had more fun with like 
how silly the first movie is. Like this, this is silly, but like uh, purposefully, you know, like there, there's, right, a, there's right. a purpose behind when it's silly, but like the first mm-hmm. movie has like those silly moments, like the Thanksgiving dinner and like stuff where it's just goof where, yeah. where it's just like, yeah. it, they don't mean it to be goofy all the time, but like sometimes it just is, you know? And it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, I wouldn't want to fight me neither, you know, like that, that stuff. Yeah. There's a charm there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And so I, I almost different. wonder if she's gonna, not going to have like a really good time watching Spider-Man three. Cause <laughs> man, there's, some good there's some accidental dental great stuff in spider-man 3 like uh, <laughs> like frank franco being like tell that to my father raise him from the oh, dead and then getting in his car golly <laughs> like that's an actual line oh. of dialogue they made james franco say <laughs> uh, so good yeah so good so yeah anyway It'll be a, it's a, a unique one for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, I I really am uh, I'm excited to watch it and uh, uh, I'm excited to to cover it um, next year totally, or yeah. uh, later this year if you're listening to this on the main feed. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> happy do, New Year. Do you know yeah. everybody noticed how how nervous uh, Zach got when I said later this year and he's like, oh, oh, oh. I was like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. right, time shifting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's on its way, and. Uh, Happy hiatus. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. I do like hiatuses. Um, anyway, it's, yeah. I, I like hiatuses despite all of the proof to the contrary. <laughs> right. How you spend no time in them whatsoever, but they are oh, man. It's a, a breath before the storm. One day, one day I'll have yeah. a hiatus. Hey, I mean, you know, <laughs> Nick and I have absolutely like no uh plans to do anything after the world's end so at the very least oh sure uh, yeah. if we keep going into amazing spider-man i will have uh actual like real legit hiatuses between movies at that point so that's <laughs> at least something Good. i don't know um oh. anyway you could say that your your approach to scheduling is uh anything but ordinary <laughs> nice <laughs> Nice. Uh, Very good. Very good. Get one groaner in there. We avoided any vindicated jokes, so we had to get one. That's true. Goofy one in there. Um, Anyway. uh, Oh, they Um, filmed this in Culver City. Look at that. Hey. (laughs) Sony Pictures Studios. Yeah. Columbia Sony Uh, Music Center. Wait, there was a song called Suicide Polka? What? What was that? Oh, that was the song that played in... um, In... uh, 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 the the rent rent um Mr. Oh Ditkovich yeah Ditkovich's apartment, apartment. Yeah. Oh, that was it that's I it. see yeah I was like I was like oh wait they're in order oh yeah that would have been that okay got it gotcha yeah well that's the thing because we don't want people to listen to like a week's worth of credits episodes we just do two and then close it out that we never got to this portion in the credits right to notice the suicide polka yeah that song is called <laughs> suicide polka that's fun wild yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, Columbia Pictures, and uh, I guess we're out of here. Thanks for listening, guys. Out, and uh, if you are listening to this in the Patreon feed, we'll talk to you guys next week with another Weekend Bugle. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this in the main feed, we will be back in a few months to cover the uh, Spider-Man 3 trailers. So awesome. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye.